Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! So, Big Daddy, I make my way over to Tibet to get on a course in, over there in the Himalayas as a looper. Really? Yeah. What you know, a looper, What's pro it? jock, caddy. So a I tell looper? Them, yeah, I tell them I'm a pro jock. Yeah. And who do they put me with? Willie Shoemaker. The Dalai Lama himself. Oh, no way. Twelve Sons of the Lama, the flowing robes, the grace, striking. Wow. Anyway, he's a big hitter, the Lama. Long. <laughs> so he hits into this 4,000-foot crevice. Uh-huh. You know what he says to me? No. Gunga, gungura. Gunguda, gunguda. Gunguda, gunguda. What does that mean? Well, after the 18, he's going to stiff me. No. And I say, he's hey. He's not going to give you a tip? And I say, hey, Lama, how about something for the effort? You know. <laughs> and he says, there'll be no money. But on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. Wow. So I got, you got that, that going for you. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Fork talk. Work talk episode, episode ten. Episode ten. What's my that brother? in Spanish? Dice. 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 Like the ace of spades. I only know how to uh, go to ten in Spanish because of Sesame Street. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, ocho, nueve, diez. You missed a few. Once, doce, trece, quince. I didn't miss nothing. I only hit the prime numbers. Shut up. Hey, we're recording, by the way, staff. Oh yeah, by the way. Pipe down. Who are you? Come on, Big Daddy. I'm Big Daddy J. O'Neill here with my partner in crime, Brett. Haas. Haas, go back to the Ponderosa. Lathrop! Thank you. Number seven in your programs. Number one in your heart. Thank you. Thank you. That's my crowd noise. Oh, very nice. You like that? No, it's not that good. Well, it's a soccer crowd. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, welcome you know to Fork, that is. Welcome to episode 10. We are fired up in the Fork Talk studios. Yeah, we are. It's been a while. Surrounded by our staff. We've been throwing in all those games and stuff. You know, yeah. It kind of takes off time from the Fork Talk. It does. Busy, busy. Uh, we've got our full staff here, Big Daddy. You know, that's interesting. Out of 10 podcasts, we've had a full staff. What is this, three? Maybe three. Yeah, three I think you're yeah. right. Yep. yep. we got our producer, Candy Sprinkles. We've, I'm not actually, it's not crowd noise. I'm actually telling her to shut up. <laughs> Get it? We've got Devil your handler. Yes, indeed. Doing a fine job. Just brought you a new angry orchard. Good job. Nice we've, work, Slim. We've we got Slim Jim. Intern Slim Jim is here. Where is he? He's behind you. There he is. Yeah. Hey. Um, he's um, uh, flanked by the shadow. The shadow? Who's yeah. That? Jake. Oh, Jake. Jake the Snake? Yeah. Jake, oh, yeah. Jake the Snake, the shadow. That's my stepson. He's seven years old. And he is often seen but not heard. Yeah, but he Silent will, assassin. He's silent but deadly. He will whoop your ass. <laughs> he will. I taught the kid seven deadly moves. Did you? Any one of them. With which, his thumb? Oh, no. That, don't be ridiculous. Okay. His pinky. <laughs> 
Either way, you're a dead man if you cross that kid. Uh, security meet, a.k.a. the rhino, patrolling the fence line in Canada. Yes, he is. He ain't swimming it no more. Our chief scientific officer, Dr. Ken Beck. Dr. Kenneth Beck. The official cartoonist of Fork Talk, Matt Thompson. Vargas Highlander shouts, brother. I love that guy. You know what, though? Have you noticed? I haven't seen a whole lot more comic strips. No, no. He has, he's been a little bit lax on yeah. the uh, strips lately. Yeah. No, people are always on Busy. us when we don't put up Fork Talk every week. True. People should give him some grief. We should probably get on his ass. He's probably been throwing, too, and busy. Possibly. I don't think so. And, of course, our roving international man of mystery. Miles. Miles Wetzel. Wetzel. I love that guy. Yep. Website, www.fork-talk.com. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. That's right. Uh, Uh, You know, we've got our great sponsor. Oh, yeah. I love our sponsor. Mm. Oh, man. So, Fork Talk Nation, again, you work, you train. You throw hard, you eat right, and guess what you need to do next? You need to sleep right. Sleep, baby. Right? You want those PRs to continue because you know what? You want to throw better? Suck less. That's right. Correct? Correct. All right. If you wake up with more soreness than when you went to bed, guess what time it is? Time for a new mattress. Damn right it is, brother. Yep. You'll spend a third of your day in bed. For some of us, it might be a little bit more than that. And some might be a little less, you know. <laughs> so make sure it's comfortable so you can really get some rest and recover those aching muscles. Please check out the Mattress Ranch in Alaska and Washington. We've got, they've got 10 convenient locations. That they do. They're also online at mattressranch.com. That's one word, mattressranch.com. When it's time to replace your old mattress, mattress you will see a different price. I'm sorry, that is wrong. You'll, I can't read, ladies and gentlemen. You'll see the difference in price. Right, not a different price. Different price. That'd yeah. be bad. It'll be, <laughs> you'll go up there and you'll say, oh, this is twenty nine fifty. Uh Okay, I'll get up to the thing. It's thirty six seventy two. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's all they get at you. That's all they get to you. Uh, no, you will see a difference in price. I'll tell you what. They don't do sales. And quality and That's right. honesty. They yes. don't mess around with sales and that crap. You know what? You go in there, you want a mattress, and you check it out, and you've checked out other places. Yep. The mattress you buy from there will be the same quality or better than other mattress places in town or around the world. And guess what? You're paying cheaper. All right. Right? I like it. All right. Thanks and throw far, Mattress Ranch. That's right. My man, Max (laughs) Satlaff. You know, a good thing Mattress Ranch doesn't pay by the minute because we tend to go on a little bit. Well, you know what? We got one damn sponsor. You know, most shows have probably like 10 or 12. If we were on radio, though, it'd be hard to get them in those little 15 seconds and 30 seconds Well, especially if I'm talking because I don't (laughs) shut up. Oh, Fork Talk, baby. We have got a hell of a show. Holy cow. We got a lot to talk about, Big Daddy. We do. We got the Portland Games and the interviews and discussions around that. We got World Masters Hoopla Galore yeah, to talk about. There's a lot about. of stuff going on there. We got the North American Championships at uh, Enumclaw and the Clawbecue that Claw we sponsored. That was, a yeah. hit. that was a big hit. We got the recent game shouts. We got our International Man of Mystery checking in. We got a new segment with our Fork Talk Science Officer, Ken Beck. It's getting crazy up in here, Yes, baby. it is, brother. We got a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, the thing is, too, is our, our uh, fans have been jonesing. Mm. You know? You've been getting, I'm getting a lot of hits. People tell me, hey, when are you guys going to do Fork Talk? Hey, Jay, why don't you get off Facebook and get back into a podcast? That's right. You know? Yeah, they do. They get a little bit uh, jealous for their podcast time. Can I tell you a funny story? Please. Can I interject it? Yeah. All right, so I'm at work, okay? Okay. We got a new boss in my clinic, right? I work in a military clinic, so my, my boss is an officer in the Army. He's a, he's a major, right? Okay. 
he says, he calls me into his office. He wants to talk. He wants to kind of get to know me a little bit, which was, you know, stupid. But anyway, so he, <laughs> he has a piece of paper, and he's filling out, you know, what are your hobbies and interests, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And I just mentioned uh, Highland Games, of course, because that's really all I do outside of work. Right. Besides, you know, love on my wife, uh, Devil Lanch. And destroy beds. And destroy beds because I'm the destroyer. Yep. And he says, uh, so what do you do? The Highland, Highland Games and all that stuff. How do you do it? You don't tell them about it, whatever. You know the usual stuff. Yep. And, and I said, well, I also do podcasts with my buddy Hoss. He goes, a podcast? I go, yeah. He goes, really? I'm a big fan of podcasts. I listen to a lot of them. Really? I'm like, you don't say. Huh. And at that point, you know, he, it was kind of funny because he went from kind of being kind of to really excited. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, yeah, if you look us up, you know, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss, bada bing. He goes, okay. So didn't think much of it. Right. It we, happens, but you know, yeah, no you, one, you never hear that no they gonna actually listen. listen. Right. Yeah, I told people all the time we got a podcast. It's like, oh, yeah, really? That sounds really exciting. I'll get back and listen to it. Yeah, whatever. There's a lot of throwers that do that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear it's awesome. And we're listening to it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's two hours long, and I can't sit and list for two hours. No, you don't have to. That's why you have a pause button, moron. <laughs> don't, don't offend our sorry. future listeners. I'm sorry. Calm apologize. down. You know, back I, to your story. I get a little worked up. Anyway. Back to your story. So I'm walking down the hallway, Yeah. and all of a sudden I hear, hey, how's it going, Big Daddy? And, I, you know, I'm used to hearing it from right. people that I'm around all the time. Right. It didn't connect with you. But not at work. Right. Okay. You know, there's probably one, maybe nobody that calls me Big Daddy at work. Right. And uh, I turn around and I'm like, hey, hey. And it's him? Yeah. I go, what's going on, Major? He goes, listen to that uh, podcast of yours. And I, I'm like, really? He said, yeah. He goes, that was really good. He goes, you guys have a really good chemistry and all that stuff. He says, most podcasts are kind of dead and just kind of, you know, you know, they just give you information or whatever. Right. He really enjoyed it. He thought it was really funny. Uh, even though he didn't know anything about Highland, Highland Games, he was learning stuff about it. He listened to the first one. Yeah. You know, and then I told him the Ocho was a really good one, too, if you want to listen to that. So he right. listened to that one. He loved it. All you know, right. So, yeah. Good there stuff. There you go. It's pretty interesting. The Legion keep growing, baby. Yeah, didn't even I did not expect it. But then you know there are people. I guess I didn't know this, but people that just really they listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. So well, our producer Kenny Sprinkles listens to quite a few, and Slim Jim listens to quite a few, and so they they kind of get a flavor for you know different ones and how how well they are. Hmm. Give me an example of what they listen to. Yeah. Well, they, there's you know cooking ones. There's uh, TBTL. Uh, Too Beautiful to Live, which is a local Seattle one, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, Cole was listening to some YouTube wonky weird one. So, huh. yeah, just whatever. I was listening to one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was a UFC I hate podcast. to ask. Oh, UFC. Joe Rogan does a podcast. Yeah, for for fighting. For fighting, for yeah. UFC. And I was listening to that a couple of times. So Yeah. yeah. But, well, it's good to listen to them and get a flavor for how our sounds compared to theirs. And those oh, we're much better. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to punch are. that Doe Rogan in the mouth. I'm tired of that guy. <laughs> he knows a lot about fighting. Hey, let's do our shouts, all right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're getting off track. I'm digressing again. <laughs> it's my middle name. We stand on the shoulders of giants, baby. We do. Hey, okay, so let's do our special web and Facebook uh, shouts. First of all, Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Likes, Facebook. How many? 358. You know. Respectable. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. impressed. You know when I'll be really impressed? What? When it goes over 400 or 500. Then okay. I'll be really impressed. Then you're going to be really happy? I'm still a little bit disappointed. Okay. We've got 7,000 listeners. We've got 400 hits. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we want to give thanks to some of those recent recent ones, yeah? Eric Farr from North Carolina. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know Eric personally. Yeah? 
That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Ray Harper, uh, Joel Sim from Texas, Chris Calo or Calo from uh, he's a Canadian. He's Canadian, eh? Yep. Uh, Jill Feather, Rob Hatch. Hey, wait a minute, Rob Hatch. We know him personally. We do. We do. Yeah, we, he lives in Boise now. Yep. We threw with him in uh, Boise last year at Treasure yep. Valley. Good guy. Good thrower. Um, Arlesia Griggs. So you have a hard time Arlesia, with Griggs, but you're okay with Arlesia. Arlesia Griggs, Oklahoma. Arlesia. And and how do you, hey, how do you pronounce, I mean, McAllister is the next one. Kaylee. Kaylee? Yeah, Kaylee. Kaylee yeah. McAllister from Sacramento. The Mac Attack, Jeff Jones. This guy's name's awesome. Hulk Sutherland. That, really? Mm-hmm. Really? His mom and dad named him Hulk? Well, maybe that's just his Facebook handle. All right. But it's awesome. Glenn Tapley, Annie Marshall, Jeffrey Woods, Jody Petoskey. Hey, Jody Petoskey, we know him too, Alaska. Okay. You know what he did? He just opened up a new gym up there. Oh, did he? Give him a shout out for that. He opened up a new gym in Anchorage. Yeah. He's doing well. Guess what he did? What? He sent me a free t-shirt. Nice. Yeah, good dude. All right. Well, congrats, Jody. Um, Jimmy Johnson. From the the, uh, Dallas Cowboys? Uh, No, not that one. It could be. You never know, but I don't think so. I hope not. Uh, Sean... Fabinich. Yep, another Alaska boy. Uh, Brett McDonald. You know him personally. We he do. stayed here at your house. He did. He came down with his lovely bride, who's next, Kim McDonald. That's right. Yeah, it was great to actually meet them in person. They're Facebook frenzies that we finally met in person. Yep. Uh, Paul Saunders. Yeah, hey. We love Paul. We know And Paul. his brother, Roger. Paul and his brother, Roger Saunders. Yeah. Paul, he's, he's he wowed the, us he, at the uh, Newport games. For, for the haggis-eating amazement. Right. Yes, exactly. Phenomenal. So the list goes on. Now, Big Daddy, here's some interesting facts about our listeners and the likes that we're getting. Um, most of them are U.S., you, as you would imagine. 317 mm-hmm. are from the U.S. But next, uh, the biggest next country, Canada, of course. Shouts to our Canadian brethren and nice, sisterin. Nice, But we've got people from Australia. From the UK, from Germany, from Japan, and from Ireland. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? How come no Mexico? It's a good question. Um, Could be because you keep offending them. You should consider that. I'm not offending them. I'm just telling it like it is. (laughs) You go to Home Depot lately? Probably racist. Stop. Will you stop? Stop. Biggest city likes. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remember in Portland? We were thrown in Portland, right? We were, yes. And there was a guy who was basically helped set up, and he was pull, He was basically holding the clipboard, pulling tape. What nationality was he? Dominic Moreno? Yeah. Dominic Moreno? Moreno. Mexican. Big Daddy have no filter. I told you, no throwers, but they sure help out a lot. Dom is a big, he's a big fan, and he wants to become a novice. Well, now he does. Yeah. After talking to us. Yeah. We love Dominic. It's good stuff. He's a good dude. Let's give a shout out to him. Shouts, Dominic. Um, Biggest likes for cities. And, of course, I don't know if it really shocked me or not, but I think it's awesome. The biggest likes in any given city, Victoria, British Columbia, baby. Yeah, I love that city. Yep. The city of likes. We'll call it the city of likes. The city of likes, yep. Uh, Sacramento is next, followed by Tulsa, Boise, Phoenix, Ording. Must get all my <laughs> must have all my neighbors Are you kidding giving me? us likes. <laughs> and then after that is Portland. Portland. So you're telling me I got more people in Ording that, that like us than Portland. Yeah. Portland, a town of what, uh, six hundred and seventy seven thousand people. Right. And yeah. Ording beats them. Well they gotta get it they gotta get their likes up. Um, 
we also want to give soup or some super fan shouts. Yeah. Wait a minute, you missed a stat. What did I miss? Our female. Oh, male. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that was interesting too. Yeah. Uh, so the breakdown of of people listening is thirty six percent female, sixty two percent male. Um, biggest age category is twenty five to thirty four, and followed by thirty five to forty four. You know, so I'm no, I'm no math. Right I'm, in the, I'm in no the mathematician deal. here, but there's another two percent missing. Oh, uh, well, so I, ra- I probably rounded. Two percent. I probably rounded. The two percent are um, like the hamster. No, the the dwarves. Two percent. Two percent of the dwarves. People, little people. Dwarves. You make fun of me and Mexicans. No, 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 not and, and chinks and such. I'm, I'm, These little people will <laughs> kill you. What? Yeah, I'm talking about like Lord of the Rings dwarves. They live in in the mountain caves. Oh yeah. Hey, I got bad news for you. That's fiction. Oh, is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I know you like those movies and such, but uh, let's no talk wizards. about our, let's talk about our super fans. All right, all right. First of all, our our number one fan, Sean Pelfrey. Sean Pelfrey. The cloud should open up, and the and the heaven should sing. Yeah. And I finally met Sean. Yeah, tell us a story. That was funny. He was uh, unfortunately he had a death in his family. Oh, this is starting off good. And he was heading down to California. And for that, and I happened to be on the same damn flight that morning out of SeaTac heading down to San Diego. That's crazy ridiculous. Yeah. And he said hello as he walked on the plane and we sat in the aisle as heavies do on airplanes, took over the whole damn airplane and just chatted the whole way. Lovely, lovely guy. Now, who identified who first? He saw me first and recognized me. He recognized you? Yeah. From Facebook and such? Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, And then, of course... Um, our best female, Stephanie Warnock. Oh, yeah. And not just best female. I mean, she's definitely a, a thrower and a half. Yes. And she put sheaf on her nails. Yes. She d- she gets special sheaf nail pedicures. Manicures. Sorry, Candy. Manicures. <laughs> and that's true. It was a yeah, manicure. Yeah, yeah. But she's doing that while she listens to Fork Talk. Hey, did you, I love that, dude. That's an awesome. interesting fact about her? Please. Do you know where her nickname is? No. Stretch. Stretch? She's six foot one inches tall. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's tall. Long levers. No wonder she's a good thrower. And then, uh, of course, Bull Oliver. Bull Oliver. Fighting in there for number one, two position with Sean. Tank. Yeah. That's right. Tank. He doesn't like it, but I gave him a nickname. Anybody sees Bull Oliver walking around? Basically, his real name is Shane. If you see him walking around, call him Tank. All right. He'll enjoy it. Good stuff. And in this week, you declared that we had a super fan of the week, basically. I did. I did. I couldn't help myself. And who's that? Dave Butterbean Summers. Butterbean. He posted some really funny stuff to our pages. And, uh, yep. He's, you know, he's all, obviously, he listens to us and uh, gives us a lot of props. So he's, he's our been, super fan this He's week. been on fire. He's been on yeah, fire. He's been really good. For yep. sure. Um, we can, of course, not mention the amazing graciousness of the pros that we get to talk with and who've been supporting the show. Absolutely. We've been at several games where there's been pro events. So we've been seeing, you know, Ryan Stewart and Big Dan McKim and, um, you know, all those guys. And it's nice to, you know, I mean, we have a nice rapport with them. Yep. So it's cool. I mean, you can walk on the field. They're throwing. Yep. You know, nine times out of ten, they're getting ready for an event or they're throwing the cave or whatever, and we're right in their faces. Yep. You know? And then, like we've said before, you go to the beer garden, and then you're, and there you are sitting and having a beer next to – Greg Bell, Andy Vincent, Matt Vincent, you know, all the guys are there just hanging out, having a beer. You yeah. can, it's just a good, good time. 
Um, we want to thank uh, Jeffrey Williams and Scott Armstrong for some great new topic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these ideas are around mythical historical figures to add to the vault for a historical figure segment. Right. And they are uh, ones like Paul Bunyan. I like mm-hmm. that one. Could be a good one, yeah. Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> my baby. Uh, Willy Wonka. Not so much about that. I don't know. I you think know. he might have long levers. That could be good. How would you even know? Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine crew. It'd be fun to go through each one of those to see who would be good. Personally, our, if you looked at our listener base, yeah, most of those people weren't even alive when that fucking cartoon was on. Wow, really? Oh, sorry about my language. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Julius Caesar, Mark Antony, and Cleopatra. I like Julius Caesar for sure. Yeah, uh, Mark Antony. I don't know much about. Wasn't he just wasn't he just married to Cleopatra? Uh, no, he was a general. General what? Of the armies ass. of uh, Egypt. And then Cleopatra. weren't they married? Cleopatra. They were star-crossed lovers. Well, there you go. The mm-hmm. only reason he was a general is because he was nailing her. And Achilles. Romans. Right, Romans. Not not. Well, they were in Egypt, though, weren't they? Yeah, whatever. They were taking over Egypt. They That's were what Rome in did. Egypt. Right. So, so hey, the, the Romans were crazy, man. They were taking over every place. That's Germany. true. Germany. It's true. Uh, they couldn't really get into Poland because uh, nobody knew the password. It's true. The password was Kielbasa. <laughs> hey, you missed one. Achilles. Achilles, yep. Also, Jeff Williams said something else recently, too. Did you read that? Yeah, that was the other thing that we wanted to uh, highlight from Facebook, yeah? Yeah. What did he, he posted that there was a game that's actually been canceled. The Gulfport, Mississippi games. Gulfport, Mississippi. Which, as you know, and if you're a Fork Talk listener, you know that game is near and dear to my heart because my it, beloved it is. Uh, Devil Ange is from Mississippi. Yep. Last year, we went down there to meet her family and see her family and her grandma and all that stuff. Yep. <clears throat> and I threw in the games. You did? And I won. You won the master's class. So, that being said, yep. with that games being canceled, from yes. now on, every time I go to Mississippi, they will be calling me champ. They will, because it, there, there could be never... There a, will never be another champ there. Well, let's hope that isn't the case, because don't we either. want the, the games to come back? You'd like to throw there again. We do. I'll be honest with you. That was a fun games. Yeah. I thought it was a very well-run games. Yeah. Um, as a whole. Um, they also had that jousting there, yeah. which has become pretty popular. Yep. And that was neat. I was actually kind of sad I didn't get to watch it because, you know, we were throwing all day long. Right. And I didn't really get a time to go over and watch it much. But that looked like it was really cool. That is fun to watch. So, uh, and it was a beautiful venue. So, yeah. yeah, it's too bad. You know it's, what well, I mean? it's a 25-plus year history there. And Jeff said they just, they, they're not sure about next year. They had to cancel it. And I always wonder about stuff like that. You know, when you hear a games is canceled, you know, what's behind it, you know? Um, misappropriation of money or just, you know, not spending money right or, you know. Yeah. It's I, like something's got to give. There, yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of factors, which yeah. I think is going to be a good topic in the future. We can talk right. about health of the games and what, you know, contributes to the total games either doing successfully or doing poorly pretty much so yeah that'd yeah. be good um all right so let's get on to upcoming games big daddy yeah sounds good all right we got a lot of them yeah upcoming uh games we've got um august uh games the third so uh detroit highland games in livonia michigan uh, ad Kripali. Oh, that's today yeah yep that's a big one um the pros love that games. And that games hasn't gone bankrupt, obviously. No. <laughs> it has not. 
even though the rest of the city has. Well, you want to know a key a key to a pro games? What? Or a key to a games that hasn't gone bankrupt? A pro class. Ah. It seems to me that if they have a pro class, they, sometimes they maybe generate more money. And Interesting. Then, you know, so Interesting. That might be a key. The Iowa Irish. Listen to that, all you people that don't have pro classes. Right. Maybe it's time. The Iowa Irish Fest, Waterloo, Iowa. That sounds like fun. Uh, Mark McVeigh. Uh, Sitka Highland Games in Sitka, Alaska. James Gibson. Now, they have three Highland Games in Alaska, so that would be the third one, I right? believe so, yes. Yep. yep. Uh, the Spokane Highland Games in Spokane, Washington. The games I've always meant Bobby to do, Dodd. but I never got there. Yeah, it's on the list, and I just hadn't yep. gotten there. So It's a week gonna... after Enum Claus. It's kind of tough. True. Um, the next weekend, so next weekend, Wichita Highland Games in Wichita, Kansas. David Glasgow. Uh, Eastern Idaho Scots Games in Pocatello, Idaho. Todd Essay's Games down there. The High Desert Celtic Festival in Redmond, Oregon. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back to that again. Eastern Idaho Scottish Games. Pocatello, Idaho. That's when, Todd. When's that going to be? It's next weekend. The oh, 10th. really? Well, the assays are, are friends of the show. Correct, they are. Yeah, in fact, they uh, uh, they design a lot of really cool stuff. They do. Okay. Uh, the Sparta Celtic Festival, Sparta, Michigan. A.D. Jerry Bowersox. Hey, we've mentioned that name before. We have, yep. Uh, Woodby Island is next weekend. The Woodby Island Highland Games in Greenbank, Washington. I've thrown there before. Yeah, that's a, a large island in the the, the Puget Sound. As of, the crow flies, uh, our area. As the crow flies, it's probably about forty miles mm-hmm. away. But you know, once you do driving in the ferry and all that stuff, yep. it's further. And the ads there are Marius Artis and Brett Christensen. The only black thrower in the state of Washington. This is true. <laughs> Very true. Wait a minute. There's one. There's one more. What? Who's that, that guy that threw in Portland? He's from Oregon. Is he from Oregon? Uh, yeah. Wa- um, he throws in Prosser, too. He, he's a new A thrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him, though. Yeah, I think he's from central Washington. Good cool. thrower, great shot putter. Good. Um, and then the Wisconsin State Heavy Athletic Championship in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh, Jason Clevenger. My old, my old, my old stomping grounds. Yep. And then on the 11th of Sunday, the, Mar- the Markey Highland Games in Mar- uh, Marigui, Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, and then the following weekend, the 16th, we got the Primaland, the Ledger Invitational, Meadows of Dan, Virginia. What? Scott Medlin. Yeah, that's what it says. That's the name of the town? Meadows of Dan. Meadows of Dan. Is the name of the that's town. That's the name of the town. Yeah, Meadows of Dan, Hey, Virginia. where are you from? I'm from the Meadows of Dan. Really? Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm from the Panties of Sally. <laughs> I'm sure Scott will be happy to hear that. I'm sure he will. I won't be invited to that game. Uh, on the seventeenth, you got the BNHV Scottish Festival, the Buffalo Heavies. Oh, our boys, Tim yeah. Mullally, yes, Bob Vale, yes, Amherst, New York. Bob, that, Bob vale. that Bob Vale's a scary dude. Is he? You remember him? Vaguely, he's like six five or seven foot nine. You know, he's an older guy. He's in his fifties. Looks like he's cut out of freaking granite. Yeah, tattoos up and down his arms. That'd be one to put on the list. Yeah. I'd like to be able to throw there. Those are good dudes. Really are. Uh, Douglas County Celtic Highland Games, Oregon State Championship in Winston. Oh, that's Oregon. our good friend. Yep. Robin Kniebel. Yeah, Kaylin Well and Robin Kniebel. Yep. Yep. Actually, uh, Brave, brave Sir Robin, Sir Robin, run away. You done? Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you know what they did that was really cool? They added Chief. Yes, <laughs> they did. Not only did they add Chief as an event. Yes. Um, and I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, I had something to do with it because Robin Knievel and I are buddies, and we talked about it, and actually I explained to him how he could do it, which was to get rid of the heavy hammer. Right. He talked it over with the current AD, yep. and they loved it. So they got they got. And it. whose chief standards are they using? They're using yours. Of course they are. Yep. Hell yeah. You, you want to hear another one? Yeah, please. They used to have a challenge event. I think it was a, 
uh, they threw something heavy, like a big anvil or something like that. Anyway, right. they got rid of that, and they have a challenge chief now. Nice. Isn't that amazing? Nice. You see, this is what... The influence This is what continues. Fork Talk does. This is what we do. That's we right. are innovators. We make <laughs> stuff happen. We do. We do. Um, on the 17th, you've got the Careville River Parade, Parade Games in Kerrville, Texas. Duncan, Duncan McCallum. My boy. Yep. I love Duncan. Hey, you know what? He's on the men now. He's doing better. Hopefully he's oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I hope he's on a list men's. for Pleasanton. Oh, good. Yeah, that'd be great. Good. That same weekend, the Maine Highland Games in Topsham, Mar- uh, Maryland. Maine. Maine, sorry. So. <laughs> I, get, I get yelled at so quickly. You know, I can actually discover within a couple seconds if I've said something wrong to give me the chance to say it first before I'm yelled at. Yeah, you know what, though? What? You don't have that option here. I know. I don't. Because we hired Candy Sprinkles to keep us in line, and, and that's what she's doing. And that's what she's doing. She's cracking the whip on The it. strong man of the Glen, Springfield, Illinois, Merle Lawless. Mm, mm. Excuse me. I was drinking something. Yeah. Merle Lawless is our boy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Makes it's his good... birthday today. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday, happy Merle. Happy birthday, Merle. Merle Lawless makes some awesome sheath bags. Yeah, we've talked I about do that. know, right? Yeah. There's a funny story. You want to hear it? Um, yes. Okay. We, I, I'm looking <laughs> at the clock. Short. We I'll have. We short. don't have a lot of time. Merle Lawless was our judge at the Masters World Championships two years ago in South Carolina. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Just a sweetheart of a guy, right? Yep. Well, a little balloon, as I'm sitting down, a little balloon passes by me, a little red balloon, and I grabbed my sheep fork, and I just stabbed it and popped it, Right. Right. Unbeknownst to me, there was a tiny little girl chasing after the balloon, yes. probably. <laughs> she was right behind me. Yeah. And I guess her face went from happy to sad in like six Because seconds. the big, evil, bulbous, oh. bald-headed man with a fork popped her balloon. Dude, you know what? I never feel bad about shit that I do. I actually <laughs> felt bad about it. We sent somebody after a balloon to get her. Oh. Merle Lawless still laughs about it. <laughs> I'm sure he probably wet himself he, watching it. He told me he said that's one of the funny in 20 years is one of the funniest things you've ever seen on Island Gatesfield. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I could have stabbed the kid. Eh? That's true. You know that you, wouldn't have been so funny. That's either, true. Right? That you did. You did hold back on yeah. that. That's good. Oh, your balloon's dead. Now you are. <laughs> uh, August 23rd, the Foothills Highland Games in Okotoks. Alberta, Canada. What? Okotoks? Okotoks. Yeah. Okotoks. Okotoks. All right. O- I'll trust you. O-K-O-T-O-K-S. Okotoks. Okay, Sean Langford. Hey. We met Sean. We know Sean O. Yes, I met him. I hadn't met him before. You hadn't? No, I don't oh, believe so. Man. But we threw with him in in Claw. I threw with him on Saturday. I threw him on Sunday. Sunday. Yep. I threw with him last year as well. That's when I first met him. The funny thing about Sean and I is we didn't get along very well because we used to go back and forth on Nazgul all the time. Okay. He's, he's just, oh, I can't uh, imagine why. Yeah, he's just a smart ass, of course, as you know. Oh, so you two are peas in a pod, stirring right. the pot? On Facebook or on, you know, basically on the internet, we hate each other's guts. When we meet each other, we're so much alike, we're in love. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. But, yeah, I, I love Langford. Good stuff. Hey, on the 24th, we got the Bitterroot Scottish-Irish Festival in Hamilton, Montana. That's supposed that's to be a good one. Garrett Middleton. Yep. We've got the Celtic, the Celtic Festival and Clan Gathering of Eastern Oregon in La Grande, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Garrett, uh, and that's um, Kaylin again. Jamestown Regional Celtic Festival. The Buffalo Heavies again have another one. Uh, Mayville, New York. 
What's the date on that one? Uh, that's the 824, August 24th. Okay. Um, and that's Nick Kahanick. Oh. Nick Kahanick. Yeah, we, he was in yeah, the yeah, A-Claw yeah. throwing. And he throwing yes? he, he won the actual A-Class. Yeah, hell of a thrower. Man. And a mane. Doesn't he have a big head of hair? No, he's got just a normal head of brown hair. You know, a beard. Oh, no, no, no. He was the, yes. No, no. Oh, you're nice thinking guy. of Isaac Bruchette. Yeah. 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 That's a funny thing. We're, That's we're, true. We're he's a baby Charlie. He's a baby Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Candy Sprinkles. You're absolutely right. That kid... Let me tell you, this was an amazing kid to throw with because he's 27 years old. He was a thrower in college. He was a 16-time All-American. Wow. Okay. okay. This kid would go up to the platform to throw, and he would just turn it on. I mean, he you just he was a different person. He'd make his throw. He'd come back and just say something flippant, really funny, you know. This kid could just turn it on and turn it off like nothing. Awesome. Right? Then he comes to the barbecue. Yep. And he's sitting there. By the way, you know, the club Q was put on by uh, Hoss and uh, his lovely wife. We're going to talk about they that did later. a great job. And he was there sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a great conversation. He's just a good, he's a good kid. I have, a, I, that kid's future is pretty, uh, pretty sharp. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. We've got the Legacy Scottish. Man, there's so many games, dude. Legacy Scottish games in Linden, Utah. Timothy Randall. We got the, um, Lucas Highland Games in Lucas, Kansas. Douglas Cressley. We've got the Kishi Scottish Festival in Kishi, Vermont. Quitchy. Huh? Quitchy? Quitchy. It's the Quitchy Scottish Festival, Quitchy, Vermont. Kenneth Gustafson. Hmm. Uh, throwing for the Cure, Cherry Valley, Illinois. Jason Clevenger. Hey. That's cool. Our man, Clevenger. Yep. All the Chiefs. And then, um, and then finally... August 31st, so we're just getting to the end of August now. Still, uh, Calgary Highland Games, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Sean Langford. Oh, yeah. The Hood Canal Highland Celtic Big Festival one. in Belfair, Washington is Kaylin Mouth. Three, third year of that one. Yeah. First year was actually an game. exhibition. The Capital yep. District Scottish Games in Altamont, New York, and that's Jason Von Guinness. Oh, Remember yeah. him? What a great name. That is a great Von name. Von Guinness. You know, uh, Candy and I were talking about it off, offline here. We think it's made up. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, she does, but I agree. Huh. I think we'll have to... Uh, he may disagree with you, but... He can disagree all he wants to. <laughs> Maybe it's his stage name. I'm going to check the baby records and I'll find out. The uh, Virginia Scottish Games. The Plains of Virginia. Alexandra Duncan Murray. We need to get her on the show. I know. We keep saying that. that. that Let's stop games, talking about that and I've do it. I've never heard anything but good stuff about their games. All the big guys go there and throw. They love it. You know, nice. They treat the athletes real well. And finally, the Wisconsin Highland Games Open Caledonian Heavy Events in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha. Got my first tattoo there. John McAdams. You have an interesting story about Waukesha, don't you? Um, I got drunk there once. Yeah. Didn't you meet a woman there or have a love connection or something? I had a love connection with my beautiful bride of 20 years, Candy Sprinkles. Right. Yeah, we went on a... a trip for um candy what includes para standing and para chair classes yeah awesome continue your story yeah i'm in the middle of a story and you're pointing things out to me it's a romance is gone there huh? uh, it's gone I'm, i don't want to talk about walk anymore <laughs> screw it no i don't want to talk about it anymore yeah. first he's a member of eating cheese pieces and drinking uh, wine and gazing into her eyes and i was like screw yeah. you get away from me i know good lord <laughs> 
We went on a trip for a um, fraternal deal, and it was for like leadership deal, and that was the first time we kind of connected and started talking, and I asked her out for the first time oh. there and said, let's get together, maybe go to a play. Play, wow. I, I'm sure I said that. Yeah. And she went, oh, he's so different. I like him. <laughs> Let me show you my drawings. Exactly. Yeah, I bet that I was, was being awesome. very metro. Yeah, I could never take you know, like Devil Ange. You know, our first date. If I just said, "Hey, let's go to a play," she'd be like, "Yeah, I don't think so." Take off your clothes. <laughs> well, I'll show you some play, buddy. Different strokes, baby. Yeah, that's right. We don't mess around, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Our first date was a sleepover. Right? That's all I got to say about that. All right, Big Daddy. Yeah. I'm quite certain that this is the longest intro we have ever done. You know what? I'm proud of that. So fact. I'm really happy about that. You know why I'm so proud of it? Why? Because I just am proud of it. <laughs> because, hey, it's still entertaining. It's true. Right? Well, let's hope so. We need to get off to pop culture and current pop events. Pop culture. <laughs> pop goes the weasel. Out we go. Say, hey. Coolie Maze Hayes here. Play like Maze, and I run like Hayes. Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. Pop culture. Current events. <laughs> Whatever that lame music is you're doing. That was my, my news thing. Oh, that, how's it go again? <laughs> Sounds like a gay telegraph. <laughs> stick it in my keister. Stick it in my keister. That's what you're Will saying, you basically. Stop. Hey, I know Morse code, and that's what you're saying. No. All right, that's not right. right. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> Hey, so first up on uh, current events, uh, Big Daddy, is um, someone near and dear to our heart, um, Dr. Ken Beck, our chief science officer for Fork Talk. His mom passed away recently. You know, that's too bad. I I just heard about that. Just just, uh, actually like uh, the Portland Games weekend is when it happened. So, um, and uh, obviously, so Ken is in his 60s. Yeah. Yes. Sixty going on. And his and 30. his mom and dad still alive and mom just passed. And I he was telling me a little bit about her and I just thought it was amazing because I think the people that inspire us uh often have people that have made them the people that are, you know, obviously in, inspiring. Yeah. And and I think his mom was one of those people. So check this um check this um obituary information out. So her name was Gladys Mary Beck. And she was born November 6th in 1923 in Windsor, Ontario, Canada to John and Mary uh, Nee Halliday. Passed away on July 20th, uh, 2013. She was 89 years old. Yep. With her family at her side. Um, Gladys was reared in Dumfries, Scotland, home of the Hallidays, attending girls' school in London. As a young girl, she worked as at the famous Harrods department store, one of Candy Sprinkle's favorite, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, she'd been there many times, uh, and trained as a nurse in college. She lived through the Battle of Britain and daily bombings of London. Amazing. She had two Halliday cousins who were RAF pilots. During World War II, she moved to Los Angeles with her mother and worked as a, comp- a comptroller for the Santa Fe Railroad, which is now uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe, mm-hmm. and at Capitol Records. Oh, really? Yeah, down in, in L.A. I wonder what she did there. Well, she, I don't know, but yeah. uh, obviously ran into some famous people, I think. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. back in the day? Back in the day. Uh, uh, I heard she w- once held the microphone for Johnny Cash. That's <laughs> really? What, that's what I heard. Wow. 
It was in Los Angeles that she met and married her husband of 64 years. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? 64 years. Kenneth V. Beck. And they started a family in Seattle, Washington. She was active in both the Parent Teachers Association and the Seattle Milk Fund. Uh, I'm not sure what the Seattle Milk Fund is, but it involves a bunch of... Uh, never mind. I like it. <laughs> this is an obituary. Keep During clean, the 1950s buddy. and in the early 1960s from their home in Widmere. Windermere. You know, the, the listening audience, Steph, doesn't know <laughs> that it's pronounced Windermere. They just would have. I mean, half of the listeners are across the country. They wouldn't know. And the other half are asleep. For goodness sakes. For goodness sakes. For goodness sakes. Crying out loud. Oh, for crying out loud. That's all I need. <laughs> As a young mother and homemaker, she enrolled in classes at the University of Washington to continue her education. Isn't that amazing? Back in those days, that was probably unheard of. Unheard of. You know? An avid golfer, she spent many of her happy hours in the fairways of Seattle's Broadmoor Golf Club and Bermuda Dunes now Golf you're Club in California. Many of her happy hours or many of her happy hours? Like, you know. <laughs> probably both. Just check. <laughs> um, if... If she has a constitution like her son, Ken, oh, yeah. then they weren't very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or they were very quick because they, he's a lightweight. He is a couple, real A couple drinks Two and he's all, woo, happy, happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Gladys is survived by her husband, Ken. So, he's, he's over 100. I know. Yeah. It's insane. And her son, Dr. Kenneth M. Beck. Um, and many relatives in Canada and the U.S., and yep. she will be missed. Well, yeah. hell yeah, she'll be missed. Definitely. What a life. You know, what an awesome life. Fantastic. What people, you know what scares me is that people don't understand the value of World War II and the, you know, I mean, basically, when you lived in, in England, you know, it wasn't like you had to go overseas to fight. They brought it to you. Those Germans were bombing the hell out of those people, True. you know, and uh, to survive that's just amazing. You know, and then to live to 89 years old, it's just, you know, it's, it it's is. unbelievable. It's insane, isn't it? So, um, so shouts to her and uh, all the best for Ken and his family. Yes, and, indeed. And uh, rest in peace, Gladys. And uh, thank you for uh, giving us Dr. Ken Beck, who yeah. is a good buddy of the, the show and, and uh, one of our local throwers. She yeah? gave us a real gift in, uh, in Ken because yep. he's one of our good buddies and um, just an awesome, an awesome guy. And just a, a citizen of the world. Right. You know. Now, speaking of which, we're going to stay on the Ken Beck roll. Because in current events and pop culture, he's got a new science bit mm-hmm. to give us. Yep. That's got some current event stuff in it as well. He's our newest staff member. He is. As a matter of fact. By and, the way, did he fill out the W-2? Um, he did. Okay. Good. Yes. He didn't get his laptop or his paddle <laughs> um, or his um, self enema oh, kit that okay. that comes later from HR. All right, we'll hook that up. Yeah, um, but uh, he's got some reporting to give us. Yeah, and so we're going to yeah. break to that. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I really am. So let's get off to that. Roger that. We're out. What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Never heard of it. Well, how'd you end up playing there? Stole a car. That's not very loud, but Big Daddy. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, I, I hear that. I, I recognize that music. That is Star Trek music. Oh, yes. And oh, a, yeah. And appropriate for Star Trek music is our new segment. 
Yeah, what's a new segment? Our new segment is science and throwing. Ooh, yes? science and throwing. And, luck- and luckily at Fork Talk, we have an official science officer. We do have a, an official science officer. And, and this is his theme music, Dr. Ken Beck. Indeed. Brother Beck, welcome. Uh, thank you, brothers of the Highland Games. Uh, Well, uh, Fork Talk Nation, uh, Dr. Ken Beck, uh, and he is a doctorate. Uh, Doctor in what, Ken? I have a doctorate in physical chemistry, which is uh, the physics of chemistry. All right. That's interesting. That the, the doctorate in physical chemistry would be about the physics of chemistry. That's amazing. It's crazy. He doesn't pull any punches, this guy. Uh, Dr. Ken Beck, Fork Talk Nation, is also a thrower, so we love him. A good one, too. He's in the Masters Legends category. In, 60 and up. In the 60 and up, yes. <laughs> and um, we uh, are happy to have him as a member of the staff. We are. He's our new staff member. Yes. Dr. Kenneth Beck. Kenneth Noisewater. <laughs> um, and oh, by the way, Ken, in the previous segment, you didn't hear this, but we gave a little shout to your mom's passing. So wanted to first uh, say our condolences and uh, can't wait for you to hear that because we uh, do a little banter on it in the uh, current events section of the podcast. But um, uh, she was obviously instrumental both in your life and a little bit into how you got into Highland Games. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. My mom and my grandmother, but my mother from a very early age took me to the West Seattle Highland Games, the West Seattle Games. In fact, before the Enumclaw Games, the Seattle Games were in West Seattle, and apparently, as a young young laddie, I was taken to the West Seattle Games. Sweet. Did you win? I was, you know, I wasn't even aware I was there. I think I was, you know, three or four years old, but I was there. Well, that's interesting. That's because, not, that hasn't changed much in, yeah. <laughs> in uh, 50 years. That's crazy. Yeah, because, you know, there are times, Ken, when I ask you in the beer garden, you know, where are you? You have no idea. <laughs> so, wow, that's amazing. So things don't change. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the thing with old age, you know. Yeah, you know, senility... It, it acts to uh, make you young again because otherwise, you, I think you give too pessimistic. So now I can't remember if I would, had done it before, so everything's new. This is good. Good point. You know, Fork Talk episode 10 actually could be uh, called AKA the Ken Beck Show because not only do we do uh, an opening, some op- we did some opening info about his mom's passing, but I also got an interview with someone that Ken hangs with. Um, at the Portland games, as you've heard, and that is uh, about the Burning Man stuff. But we're not going to go into that with you, Ken, because there was enough on the interview for everybody to appreciate. Um, and since it was Burning Man, you probably don't remember any of it anyway. <laughs> um, so, Ken, give us what, what's our science topic of the of the day that we're going to review? Well, I I thought that the science topic of today should you know I'm always looking for ways science can educate, promote, and help. The Highland Games, especially sheep. Oh, yes. You ran up our alley, Bubba. You know. And and so I was thinking about that. The thing that you always say at the beginning of the historic figures, 
or it was like, sir, you know, you don't like, how do you do that? Sir Isaac Newton. Newton. Yeah. Figgy. Figgy. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to, yeah, can I, so can I talk? So I was trying to <laughs> with a way that physics today, you know, can support the Highland Games in the way you want. In other words, the problem with Sir Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, the way you guys see it, is gravity. So I wanted to talk to Is that correct? Am I right there? You're right, yes. Absolutely. Jay was choking on a, on I have a, a little. I have a little tickle in my throat. Okay. So as your science officer, I wanted to inform you about some of the work of Dr. Harold Sonny White. Apparently, he's known as Sonny uh, by his friends, but it's Dr. Harold White. You know how I got um, that nickname? Dr. Harold Sonny White. Yeah, how did he get the nickname Sonny? Do you know? Yeah, how exactly. How did he get and, it? And so he, he actually is an acclaimed uh, aerospace and mechanical engineer. He worked at Boeing and Lockheed Martin. And uh, he has some of NASA's highest awards in space flight awareness. So... Um, you know, he's not a, a run-of-the-night kind of guy. And anyway, he, he raised this question in a recent paper. Uh, you know, he said, is there a way within the framework of current physics models such that one could cross any given cosmic distance, think distance here, in an arbitrary short period of time while never breaking the speed of light? This is a question that motivated Professor Miguel Akisibar, uh, to develop and publish a possible mathematical solution in 1994. And so what is this solution? It's the Akisibar warp drive. Holy cow, you mean warp like, drive. Like, hey, Scotty, give us warp drive. And then Scotty says, oh, Captain, I'll try, but she's hanging together with nothing but duct tape and bubble gum. Aye, aye, it's a Scotty warp drive. <laughs> it's amazing how wow. much your Scotty sounds like. Donald Denny. It, yeah, maybe. Do- hey, wait a minute. Don't mention don't that name. You know what happens. Don't say it. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. But, it, it, but the, the thing is, it points out, of course, that Scotland, Scottish, the Scots, are always involved with the most advanced technologies. So, yeah, warp drive. Hi, Scotty. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so how does, a, how does creating a warp bubble or warp uh, signature help with our gravity situation? Well, I'll tell you what he's doing. At the uh, Johnson uh, Space Flight Center, Eagle Works, um, he's trying to contract and expand space-time uh, into a warp bubble. And what a warp bubble is kind of, you know, if you watch Star Trek, you kind of get an idea. But all of a sudden, you know, when they go into warp drive, all of a sudden it looks like the, the, the Starship Enterprise just, like, goes forward, like, and disappears. Right. Well, that's what it's being put into a kind of a warp bubble and it's being motivated actually it's not so much it's shooting through space ooh, but space is shooting past it space is shooting past it so in a sense it's not really moving it's space is passing through it and it's just being shot to a, a distant galaxy or a far wow or a galaxy far far away wait a minute so Big Daddy, the applications here are, one, we could get, uh, instead of our previous problem of going to Mars and never seeing the girls again, because we're going to throw there and, and have all the PRs on Mars, Right. we could just pop over there back and forth. I like that idea. Hey, you know what else, though? 
when you throw the 28 for distance, yeah. the 28 doesn't go anywhere. But the s- crowd goes the away. Crowd, the space goes away yeah. from it. The whole stadium goes, moves. But it goes forever. Yeah. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think you guys are on a, right on top of this because here's one of the interesting effects of this. You know, you've heard of, you know, time dilation, blah, blah, blah. You know, Lorentzian shift, blah, blah. But what's going on in the warp bubble? Is, is in fact the warp bubble where you are with the Starship Enterprise, where you are with your weights and and your sheath, is is it's in geo what's called geodesic freefall, and what that means is there's no g forces, there there's nothing, there's no gravity, there's nothing there. Huh. You don't feel anything. You can throw that thing and it, uh, the the weight for distance. Um, the, the hammer, and it's going to go in a straight line on and on and on. It'll never land. It'll never yeah. land, as long as it's in the bubble. What do you call that again? Geodesic what? A geodesic freefall. I'm going to name my firstborn geodesic freefall O'Neill. First of all, that is a great name for a sheaf fork. Geodesic uh, oh. freefall. Oh, that's no shit. <laughs> Tell Mulray, start making me a fork. That's what we're going to call it. Geodesic Ge- freefall. Geodesic freefall. <laughs> so, so that's it. So that's. I thought that would be of significance to the Highland game. That's oh. amazing. To have a warp drive to create this warp bubble. Holy cow. Dr. Ken Beck, wow. first, first one out of the blocks, and he hits a home run. No, 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 no. He hit the ball, but the stadium moved. <laughs> Dude, I love this, Ken. Okay, I'm excited about this. So we're going to have Ken come back on occasion to when he finds something of interest for the Fork Talk Nation that really is scientifically awesome. He's so damn smart. We could have him once once an episode, probably. I mean, the guy's got a lot of information. Yeah, well, he's got three. He's got he's like got two or three on in the hopper ready to go for us. So as we go to the next episodes. You know, when you hear the theme, you will be ready to go. Right? That's right. So, can I leave you with this? Live, live long and prosper. Hey. Oh. Grow far and prosper. I like that. Can I leave you with something, Ken? Yes. Being that you know you're you're an older guy, you're a legend yourself. I'm going to leave you with a little word of wisdom too. All right. Okay. Never trust a fart. Never waste a hard on. How about that? <laughs> this is this is your science officer Ken Beck for Fort Technician signing off. <laughs> All right. All right, Ken. Later, See you later, my boy. <laughs> He's in warp drive. I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curveball, that's our friend. All right, that was good stuff, Big Daddy. Yep. Um, let's continue with uh, pop culture current events. Sounds good. There is a, a really interesting event that happens yearly that's coming up the Labor Day week. Is it Highland Aug- Games? Uh, well, there are Highland Games going on that week, mm-hmm. but this is different. Okay. August 26th through September 2nd. Hmm. Yes? That's it's a long ca- event. It's called Burning Man. Burning Man. You heard anything about this? You know, I have never heard about it until a couple of years ago when I met 
Dr. Ken Beck. Oh, right. Okay. And he was talking about it and saying that we should have a Highland Games there and have <laughs> flaming hammers and cabers and such. Wow. I then asked my lovely wife, Devil Ange, about it, and she said, it's nothing but a bunch of pot smokers and hippies. And I thought, not a good place for me to be. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, so this is good stuff. I happen to, in the crowd, uh, Portland Highland Games weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm doing just field interviews. Man on the street. Yep, and I walk into the crowd, and I'm just sitting down. I'm watching the proceedings, and I introduce myself to a woman sitting next to me. Her name's Rachel, and she happens to know Dr. Ken Beck. <laughs> and so I, Amazing. I figured we don't know a ton about Ken outside of Highland Games Only necessarily. What he tells us, yeah. yeah, I mean, we know he's involved with various things, but we really don't know a lot of getting under the yeah. skin of who Ken Beck is. We don't even know that he really has a PhD. We don't. I mean, he's told us. It's that. true. It's true. So I interviewed her, and I think we should play that interview, and then I want to get your opinion on it. All right. All right. I like that idea. I'm here with a, well, are you counted as a Fork Talk listener? Sure, I've heard one episode. Well, that's good. Yeah. And introduce yourself to Fork Talk Nation. My name's Rachel. Rachel. Mm-hmm. And where are you from, Rachel? I'm from Portland. You're from Portland, mm-hmm. okay. Have you been to the games here before? I've never been before. So, so it's your first time. Very nice. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm really impressed. It's a bizarre bowling Very league, impressive. is it not? It's so weird. Yes. And kind of it's awesome. Also drawn yes. It, that's true. We are bizarre, weird, and awesome all mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give us some uh, interesting behind-the-scenes scoop on our official Fork Talk science officer, Ken Beck. Oh, Dr. Ken Beck? Yeah, do you have any, like, good dirt on him that we haven't been able to share? Ooh, well, I don't know. He's a really good friend, so I don't want to, like, give you too much dirt. Okay, that you've done the politically correct nice thing now. You can now get into it. I, so I know Ken Beck from Burning Man. We've been going to Burning Man now for more than 10 years. Wait a minute. Isn't that that naked thing? Yeah. So that that's really the dirt. If you want to see Dr. Ken Beck running around drunk and naked in the desert. It's, it's a drunk nudist thing, right? Well. Okay. So first of all, Ken is a bit of a lightweight, actually. We find that he has a couple of beers. Uh-oh. He's going for 20. Sorry, crowd. Holy cow. Mark Wechter. Mark Wechter just went 20 feet in a spin for Wob that was insanely big. That's why it was so loud. All right, so back to Ken Beck's lightweight nakedness. So Ken is, um, we found that, that he gets a couple beers in him, and, but, but he's, he's, he's a cheap date, basically. He gets done early. Well, um, he don't, you know, he's an old man, so he's got to go to bed early. Right. The liver has to work extra hard. (laughs) And so I don't understand this desert thing. Tell me more about this. This is fascinating. So it's great. It's called the Burning Man. Burning Man. It's an arts festival in Nevada. Arts festival in Mm -hmm, Nevada. mm -hmm. In what date? What dates? It's it's the last week in August every year. Last week in Mm -hmm. August. Okay. It's a festival all about, uh, Radical self-reliance. You got to bring all your own shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're camping out in the desert. Camping. You got to bring your own water, your own food. Mark. Okay. Your own shade. Your own, you know, shelter. Mark, but but there's actually like a nudist part of this. Well, I mean, some you know, people do go nude yeah. or what? It's, it, it's kind of 
have, you know, it's a free-for-all. People just kind of do whatever they want out there. So a lot of people go nude. So you got hipsters, hippies. The whole gamut. Everybody, A lot right? of ravers. A lot of, like, the San Francisco raver scene the goes ravers, out there. Really? A lot of, like, weird, like, like, like techno folk. And piercings and yeah, tattoo yeah. arts and Yeah, yeah. pretty much everybody. A lot of engineers and scientists. Really? Brilliant minds. But, but they let loose with their individuality by yes. going to this. So they have to yeah. have kind of... Fairly buttoned-up lives in their yeah. science world, and then yeah. they go to this? Is that what happens? Uh, yeah, you know, people, like, build these amazing, you know, day. like, um, uh, man-powered vehicles and huge pieces of installation art. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Really? Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating, but then, it, but then you throw in the possible nakedness part well. that just takes it over the top. <laughs> you know, I Look don't Look at my awesome machine I built, and yeah. by the way... <laughs> I mean, the, the nakedness is only one tiny piece of the weirdness. Like, you have people Does like... Does it get 70s weird, though? Are people, like, dropping acid and having sex in a field kind of thing? Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot... <laughs> A, I was joking, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, right, I guess so that happens a little I bit. I mean, it's, it's a crazy arts festival, so so I go out, Beck and I, that's how I know Beck, yeah, is right. we're both yes, medics, so we go out and take okay. care of people. We we'll go out and... Sun-stroked and Exactly. Okay. So when people are tripping and drinking too much and, you know, like, fucking themselves up, like... You so know, you have to stepping keep... on rebar. We gotta clean up after him. So you have to keep your wits about That's you. That's right. Bit. That's right. So he and I are responsible most of the time, and we <laughs> we go out there and you know keep people safe. Well, I gotta say, if Beck had to go buck in in a, in a festival <laughs> for an older guy, he's in pretty good shape. He's in great shape. Look yeah. At him. yeah. He's lean, he's tall. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how line. well hung he is, but that's for another conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, well, thank you for sharing that with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fork Talk Nation is all about learning new things, being open, <laughs> you know, because we're, we participate in a bizarre sport anyway, right? right? Yes, so we're supposed yes. to be open to these things. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for yeah, being absolutely. on with me. Yeah, yes? good luck. Okay, thank you. I'm going to need it. Lovers in the night, exchanging condoms, this one fits too tight. <laughs> That's an appropriate song after that interview, (laughs) Big Daddy. (laughs) Lovers in the night, exchanging rubbers. This one fits you tight. I'll try a plunger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, wow, we've learned a little bit new things about our Dr. Ken Beck. I feel a little bit more than I really wanted to know about Dr. Ken Beck. (laughs) That's good stuff, man. To be be quite honest with you, yes. I'm not going to that Burning Man place. Well, let's let's look at the ten principles of Burning Man. You could tell me if they're up your alley, and you're good. You're a you have a fairly good bullshit detector because you dish so much of it. True. So I also like to read between the lines. I'm good at that. Okay. So so tell me what you think of this. So here's the ten principles of Burning Man. The ten principles of first of all, why would a, a hippie fest have a principle at all? Well, because a bunch of it's a bunch of engineers as well. So they're like they're like all buttoned up and doing their engineering thing during the day, and one one week a year they go crazy. Just because they have a meth lab and a place that makes LSD <laughs> on campus doesn't mean no, they're freaking no, no, engineers. No, 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 they're actual engineers. All right. So first of all, radical inclusion. Radical inclusion. Yep. That means they basically invite everybody. Okay. Gifting. Gifting. Having <laughs> sex. Uh, they're giving each other their gift of sex. D. Commodification. What? In order to preserve the spirit of gifting, our community seeks to create social environments that are un 
mediated by commercial sponsorship. Oh, oh so D commodification. So that's easy. It just means that when they're using a condom, it's not sponsored by Trojan <laughs> right. or Nike. Radical. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> they should sponsor it. Radical self-reliance. Every once in a while, you know, when a guy's out in the field, he needs to jack off. Oh, wow. Come on now. Easy. No, I'm, I'm just reading between the lines. Radical self-expression. <laughs> you have to dance and jack off. <laughs> Communal effort. Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, civic responsibility. Clean up after the orgy. <laughs> Leave no trace. Absolutely. Leave no trace. Bury your condoms. Get rid of the condom wrappers. <laughs> get rid of the condoms. Uh, whatever you need to do. <laughs> participation. I think that's self-explanatory. I think right? that is. Everybody joins uh, in. Radical participation, I think, is uh, a little uh, more appropriate. And that, That's probably S&M. Immediacy. I thought that said intimacy at first, but that would be just overkill. Right. So Immediacy? <laughs> immediacy. Get it done quick so I can drop some more LSD. <laughs> Stop pumping my leg. There, those are the ten principles of the Burning Man. Yep. Holy cow! And that is the yeah. end of our current events. The ten principles of the Burning Man, as we see them. I think we should get out to the next segment. You know, we should. But you know what? Let's talk about that Burning Man for one second. Okay. Continue. Ken Beck once told me that we should go to Burning Man, and that we should have a Highland Games there. Right. You said that when we started the yeah. segment, yeah. and I'm like. What are we, you know, I don't know anything about it. He's like, oh, yeah, we got a flaming hammers, flaming cabers, flaming whatever, you know. Uh And then, of course, I went and told Devil Andrew about it, and she goes, oh, no, 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 you don't want to go there. Right. So, (laughs) I think it's going to be happening. (laughs) All right, let's get off to the next segment. Off like a herd of turtles. A herd of turtles? Yeah. You got a turtle head poking out? (laughs) She stopped, Nacho Group. Look, I go to you. Stick up for you. You know, help me now. Fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. Oh, Big Daddy. I love that music. You know what this means? (laughs) I do. This means that the international man of mystery is checking in. Yes, he is. Miles Wetzel. All the way from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Miles, welcome back to Fork Talk, brother. Roll Tide, brothers. Good to, good to hear you. All right. My man, Miles. How you First been? First thing I have to ask is, how's the wheel? How's that calf feeling? Oh. Hey, thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Um, went in for my first physical therapy session today, and I had what they call dry needling. Have you ever heard of that? You, 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 you had what? Dry needling. <laughs> it was invented by the Viet Cong, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of bad uh, Asian massage. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was bad, all right. Basically, what they do is it's like an, like an acupuncture type of a procedure, right? And they stick this needle into your uh, calf, where, where the, wherever the pain is. And then once you feel an excruciating pain, that's where they stop. Then they stick another needle in from another angle and go into the same place where the pain is. And once you're in really bad, excruciating pain, then they hook up electricity to it. 
man, I wish I had one of these so I could invoke this on you regularly. <laughs> I think what it what it's meant to do is say, you think you're hurting now? You don't know shit, Charlie. Now we're really going to crank it up, and then you forget about all your pain. That's that's how it works. But anyway, uh, the calf is feeling pretty good today. Um, hoping to rehab it and get her better so, you know, God willing, and creek don't rise, I can throw again in the next few weeks. <laughs> so did you have to, like, cross a border or something in order to get that kind of treatment? Or uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, actually... Uh, believe it or not, my very friendly uh, special forces clinic on base, which I work next to, volunteered to do it for me. So I was. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a special friend, and you're in the medical field. That's right, exactly. And for some mm-hmm. for some reason, they were asking me all these questions, like you know, um, how many men do I have? Uh, you know, what's the <laughs> straight? How many weapons are we carrying? That kind of stuff the whole time. I didn't understand that, but the calf started feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> hey miles since we've talked with you last it's been blowing up brother you got to give us the lowdown the world masters mm-hmm. right goes online and within a week full yeah what's your chop yeah, on they, that they were not only full but they were full with i believe a 30 person waiting list and on top of that he's already said that Anybody who's won, won one of those previously is going to get automatically in. So he's got to have room to jam in some people who haven't signed up if they want to go. Wow. Where it's, mm-hmm. he, he's gone to a three-day format, which is really, it's a two-day format, I believe, with just everyone does the caber on the last day and part of that is because the last day is Sunday. They have a service there that they don't want to step on with the tradition of that. And then afterwards, everybody would just get fired up and all do the caber. And it's just, you know, they're just trying to accommodate all the athletes that are, they're making room for because you just don't see a game that has about 200 people in it, you know? Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. So Fork Talk Nation, we're talking about the World Masters Championship. It's held every year, and every few years it's held in Scotland. And this coming up, 2014, will be in Scotland in Inverness. And uh, the he he's, that Miles is referring to is Kevin Rogers. And it's usually a two-day deal. Um, often a one day when it's in the U.S. and uh, man alive, mm. that it's a, what a testament to how popular it's getting, how big the Masters classes are getting, and uh, and how excited everybody is for Scotland. Absolutely, yeah, no kidding. Hey, Miles, in, are you are you signing up for that? Are you going to go? I haven't signed up yet, uh, and it is something I am considering. And the thing is, is it's becoming so much more international. Well, you know, you're talking about the Germans are coming in mass this this next year and other countries that have signed up in mass where, you know, it's really becoming a, a serious international competition. And then it seems it's also gained such legitimacy among ex-pro throwers where they're coming back and enjoying throwing again. Um 
and competing. Yeah. And uh, where it's just, you're really seeing a lot of names uh, that you recognize in the sport that are, are getting in this game. And it, it just makes it fun. It, it's a fun time. It's more exciting. And uh, it's a neat thing. One of the things I noticed when I was uh, reading the people in my flight, I know, I know, Brett, you took a look at the people in your flight as well. Yeah. But a notable name in my flight is Alistair Gunn. Now, holy cow, really? I know I'm going to probably beat him, you know, pretty badly. <laughs> and it's, it's going to suck for him in his home field and all. But, uh, but uh, I, I, of course, I, I'm wrong about that. But the thing is, is um, <laughs> just imagine this to have the opportunity. And that's what the World Masters is kind of about to me. To have the opportunity to throw with legends like Alistair Gunn, um, and I think I saw a few others in your class too. You remember any Haas that you were talking about? Am I buzzing? Yeah, you're buzzing. I'm fixing you. Just keep talking. You know what? Yeah. Alistair's a great guy. Uh, I've had the chance to throw with him a few times at Loon, where he is really a great guy. And obviously, as you say, a legend in the sport. And he's still just such, you know, he has just thrown so much that it's its a natural thing for him. And you see how easily he does it. Um, where he, he's a lot of fun. He's a real funny guy and just is a, he's a pleasure to hang out with and throw with. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, if nothing else, just to hang out with him. So not only was Kevin just and the rest of the, the people who volunteer for the World uh, Masters group in organizing it, not only were they overwhelmed by the massive number of people, um, and like you said, Jay, the, the spirit of the World Masters was set up to not really necessarily be a, a ranking environment where it's an invite only or you have to be at a certain thing because as they're starting, it's just like, come throw, right? right. If, you can expend, if you can make it and the cost to go to Scotland, come, right? right. We'll find room. Um, but they have started to, you know, have to to max out the total number of athletes, right? And it's mm-hmm. really just kind of a first come, first serve, and then some special instances, like Miles was saying, for the uh, people who've won it before, stuff right. like that. Um, but not only did I have to deal with that, but Miles, give me your give me your sense on the. Um, and I know it's a bit it's a bit raw, it's a bit brand new, it's a bit controversial, but um, the whole um, Masters women. One, usually the women don't get to throw in Scotland, so this is very important for them. And two, you've got a, a growing movement in the United States where the Masters women are throwing a 21-pound weight for their heavy, uh, which is an exact, you know, uh, exactly the same rationale or, or percentage of weight drop that the Masters throw from the full 56. Um, but it's been 28 traditionally in the World Masters, and there's a big movement now for this coming year to try and get the 21 in. And there's been a ton of banter on NASGA and everything else about it. Uh, give me your take on that. Miles. I just, um, you know, I, I, I can't comment on the women's with their weights that much. I just, I don't know enough about that with their, division of that where it just uh, wouldn't be fair for me to comment on that where Big Daddy you'd be a lot more prepared on that than I would be given your 
proximity to a lady thrower. <laughs> you know, and you're right about that, Miles. The, the, the thing that is, was a good political answer. By that was Miles. very good, Miles. I'm, yeah. I don't know. He must be drinking. Some he wine. would have an opinion if his lovely bride wasn't cooking for him, but actually throwing. <laughs> Cheryl's probably cooking up something really good. I'm sure of that. <laughs> well, my my lovely bride's take on it is: if you give her something to throw, she's going to throw it. She got into the games because I got into the games, and the best way to stay next to me was to throw with me. So that that was her that was her chop. You know the other women that are that I've been discussing it with on uh, the forum and of course on Facebook and all that stuff and our own candy sprinkles producer and our own candy sprinkles who basically I've nicknamed the Susan B Anthony of the women's uh, masters <laughs> class. Uh, basically. But here's the real here's the real question though is do you equate the women throwing a 28 with a man throwing a 56? Is it the same? Where I just don't think it is. I mean, I understand the dynamics of the ladies not being as large, but it's just the 56. I, I could see the 28 being equal to the guys throwing the 42 maybe, mm-hmm. but the 56 is another animal unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what, Miles, uh, uh, throwing that 56, it, it basically throws you. You basically just kind of guide it, you know. Um, and I think the women have shown that they can throw the 28 fairly decently, you know, without it being, without them getting all screwed up and all that stuff. But the thing is, is, you know, their, their argument is, okay, as we're being, we're older athletes, you know, it's easier on the body and all that stuff. And originally, I guess I was, I was okay with it, you know? Well, they got the same, same argument that we do. We, you know, we, we love the 42 and don't want to throw the 56. Right. But if somebody put a 56 in front of you, you'd throw it. Well, of course, but we wouldn't vote on whether or not we're going to throw it or not. You know, well, uh, I'm sorry if the world master said, all right, screw all the 42. We're all going to 56. I'm sure that a bunch of guys would say, whoa, 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 no, no, no. I'm not throwing the 56 anymore. I throw the 42. It's, I mean, I get their argument, dude. It is proportionally exactly the same. An elite woman is throwing a 28 for uh, um, for heavyweight, and the 21 is the exact proportional weight that we throw in the 42 step down from the 56. You know, I had an opportunity to come in and throw um, as a Masters eight years ago, and I never did. I waited until last year to, to, to actually throw as a master the whole year. I threw the 56. There's no nine-foot rims. Yeah. You know, you got to, you, you, you throw what's in, put in front of you. When I did strongman, I wasn't going to sit there and say, well, that's too heavy. I need you to lower that weight. Okay. You lifted what was in front of you. Anyway, Miles, <sighs> let's, as you said, we don't know anything about it because we're not women. So that's let's stop talking about it. When you talk to people who would rather not throw heavy stuff, Miles, that's what happens. <laughs> I still own a 56 to practice with where I, uh, I would be fine with if, if we were going to throw that for masters uh that's fine you know i mean i don't really like necessarily dumbing down the sport and making it for the masses i do understand using that particular implement because it's the 56 is just brutal uh so i do understand uh for almost for safety's sake i mean you know, I have a huge scar on my knee from from my 56 where uh, it's a punishing implement. Definitely is. 
All right, let's talk about something else. Miles, I want to hear about yeah. either let's something. Let's talk about something else because Brett's getting pissed. No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just, we're going to disagree. I, I, that's fine. We're only disagreeing because he will not be able to sleep next to his wife tonight if he takes my side. <laughs> I got to take the women's side on this. Of course you do. You're a woman. Oh, that, that's uncalled for. <laughs> uncalled for. I want to hear about the hot, exciting uh, world of insurance adjusting or recent games. Your pick. <laughs> of, of what were the choices? Um, the amazing, exciting world of insurance adjusting or <laughs> or any of the latest games and things that you've been at. Well, I uh, went to Springfield uh, for the Sweet Corn Festival. Uh, that was about a week and a half ago, and that was wonderful. was up there with the Miller boys. And uh, Brent's coming back from his shoulder injury and was throwing just unbelievable. Uh, Brady, of course, looked fabulous. Um, Merle and Kevin and them just uh, put on a wonderful game. And it's just, you know, anytime you're at one of ancient athletics games, they do it first class. Mm -hmm. They give out great hardware. I personally had a great uh, day where my comeback's going a little further, where I actually threw the 28 over 57 feet. And uh, wow, that that's about nine feet further than I threw it, the best I threw it, I guess, last year. So uh, Nice work. Did real, did real well. And, I mean, that's about nine feet further than I threw it at the Worlds this year. Uh you know, it, uh, I had a nice time there. I won my class, uh, saw a lot of great old friends out there. They run a lot of classes out there, so you see a lot of throwers from the Midwest that, you know, down in the southeast you don't get to see, so it's good to see old friends. And, uh, man, it was hot up there. Huh. Uh, we They had a concert going all day long with great bands. We finished up about dark at about 8 o'clock, and I jumped in the truck and drove straight through all the way home, 10 hours driving, and got in at 6.15 in the morning when the sun was coming up. Wow. Where it was really, uh, really a cool experience where I picked up uh, Harry Smith at the Tennessee border, and he rode up and back there with me where it was just a... Just something you know you always remember. Just a real, uh, real, you know, real fun time. Kind of brings you back to before your uh, surgery and all that stuff, doesn't it? I couldn't understand you. What'd you say? I said it kind of brings you back to the when before you had your surgery, where you were at. You know, winning your class, getting the hardware. You know, having fun. You know, it's it's awful tasty to to. Uh, to enjoy a victory again in, in that and win occasionally here now again where, you know, it's just uh, it's nice to start. It's getting better where I I have been uh, practicing throwing the hammer without boots. And uh, at the Worlds, I went like 80 feet in the light. Mm -hmm. Where uh, this weekend, I threw 92 without the boots on and just didn't even feel like I got a good one where it just seems like my throwing's getting a lot better here lately where it's uh, a lot of fun. Good for you. Awesome. Good stuff. That's good to hear. I, yeah, I love to hear that. In fact, I read your log and I read that and I was like, man, that's awesome. 
Where, where exactly uh, is that? Where is that sweet corn fest? In Chatham, which is right near Springfield, the capital of Illinois. You know, it's, it's near where they do uh, Shamrock up there, which is a great game early in the year, um, which has a lot of good throwers. I can remember throwing with Dan McKim, uh, all kinds of good throwers, Craig Smith, Chad Braden, uh, Lanny Poland. I mean, really good throwers at that game where it's uh, really a lot of fun there where they, you know, again, they run first class games where they know how to, you know, they know how to put them on and, and uh, do it, do it right. That's great. I think we need to put that on our bucket list of the games to go to there, Haas. Yeah, baby. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, baby. Well, great. You know, on top of that, Merle makes a sheep bag. You know, uh, it's hard to get a. Uh-oh. We just lost him. What happened? We lost him. Let's hang on, Fork Talk Nation. We'll call him back. Yes? Yeah, we must have been uh, maybe one of the aliens that just attacked the Earth took out a tower. Maybe that's what just happened. <laughs> it was... Um, it was the females uh, of the Highland Your Games. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic Uh-oh. voice message Uh-oh. system. Two, <laughs> zero, five, seven, nine, two, nine, eight, nine, seven. Is not talk. available. We're going to leave Miles Wetzel a dirty message. Please record your message. <laughs> yeah. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Okay, Miles. Miles. We lost you. We've got your theme music. We're, we're ringing you out. I'm so sorry we dropped. I don't know what happened. I don't either. Like I said, <laughs> I think it's the aliens, or maybe like you said, the, the women are after me, so they just cut the line. I think it was. It was the women athletes of the World Masters who didn't like the position which Big Daddy and uh, Miles were trying to not take. <laughs> but I... <laughs> uh, They're after us. The... Um, Thanks very much, Miles, our international man of mystery. On to the next segment, Big Daddy. Indeed, hey. Let's say a few things about old Miles' comeback before we uh, before we do that. Go ahead and you can back off his music a little bit. Okay. You know, that guy, um, you met Miles at Masters Worlds last year. Um, love him to death. He's, uh, he's the heart of the sport, you know. True. The guy... He tears his he tears his quadricep, you know, basically in practice. He goes in for surgery. They have to basically then they find out he's got a heart problem. They basically go inside his chest, you know. He's got a external he's got a defibrillator that's implanted in his chest. Right. Okay. He works out four days a week. He still lifts heavy, benches, deadlifts. Squats the whole nine yards, and still one of the top throwers in the country. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the crazy. guy's fifty something years old. He's he's uh, he's he looks like he's carved out of granite. He's an amazing athlete. He's an amazing person, and there's I don't I've never heard anybody ever say anything bad about him. Nope, he's the salt of the earth. Yep, a good guy. And that's why he's got a spot on our show. That's so, true. ladies and gentlemen, you want a spot on our show? Easy, hurt yourself. Get your heart ripped out, have it put back in, get yourself a defibrillator <laughs> stuffed in your chest. And throw the sheep over 30 feet. Yeah, get a world record in the sheep, and we might just invite you. <laughs> All right. International Man of Mystery out. Out. You make my heart I hate this fucking song. You make it.
Hey, go get me that weight over there. What's that from? Just me. Oh, okay. I love it when you do your kind of quasi-Arnold. Well, I had a friend of mine tell me this last week that uh, his dad had worked out with Arnold, you know. Okay. And nobody believed him. Okay. And I said, you know, during Arnold's training of, you know, probably 20-odd-plus years, you know, when he was a professional, you know. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people probably worked out with him, say, in the same gym. Sure. He had a lot of flunkies that would load bars for him. So, yeah, it's probably Sure. So his dad probably did. Groupies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go get me the plate over there. Put it (laughs) over here. When you're done that, hey, hey, wimpy man, go over there. Give me the two-and-a-half-pound plate, please. Come on now. What's the matter with you? I'm going to fire you. The two-and-a-half-pound plate? Yes. He's just right at the top end. He just needs a, just a little bit more. My left side is weaker than my, my right side, so I like to put the two-and-a-half-pound on my bad side. <laughs> get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Hey, segment three. Segment three. Yes. Interviews. Interviews. So we have had, in the last month here, Yep. Two of uh, the bigger games in the West Coast, really, Absolutely. and also two yep. the two biggest games in the Puget Sound area in the, in the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, yeah. Yep. But they also rank as probably in the top five, I would think, of big games on the West Coast. Maybe top ten. Yeah, I at mean, least. you got Pleasanton, and then you got these guys like right under them. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. it's it's huge, right? So yeah. you've got pro classes in both. You've got full fields of A, B. C novice masters, forties uh, and fifties masters women. Um, so it's big, big yeah, groups. Yeah, a lot. A lot. And that uh, that of course is Portland, which is the the third weekend in July. Yep. And then the last weekend in July is the North American Championships, which is the Seattle Highland Games Association's games, mm. and they hold those in a uh, interesting little town uh, east of. Seattle in Enumclaw, which Enumclaw. is in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. Indeed. Very beautiful spot. To it's really actually. a lo- lovely spot. Unfortunately, yep. they hold the games in a cow pen. That's true. It, it, that's the only thing that sucks about it is the, 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 where the crowd can see you is awesome mm-hmm. because it's a big arena. It's a nice venue. And so the people yeah, can, can, everybody can see there's not a bad seat in the house. Right. But you're in a giant horse pen, so they, they, they roll it as hard as they can, right, with a big steamroller yeah, yeah. to pack it down. And they water it. But it still gets gravelly and dusty by and the end yeah, of the week. Yeah, throw out the wooden winged Yeah, you know, it can, that and, can be challenging. Yeah. But for this segment, Big Daddy, what we thought we'd do is... Because we were at both the Portland and the Enum Club games, we did some interviewing because we had all these great pros and amateurs from all over the country there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we did some interviews and did some on-field stuff. It's perfect timing. And yep. so we're going to do we're going to play some of those interviews and um, and comment as appropriate. Inappropriate. As you, appropriate. You can be inappropriate if you like. I don't mind. That's my middle name. All right, brother. All right. So this first one on the Friday night of Portland games. It's, right. a, it's a Saturday one day throw. Yep. But Friday night they have a challenge event night, which is cool. Which is cool, and it's evolved over time. And this year they brought back a couple things. One, they brought back like a keg toss mm-hmm. because they've got um, a local brewery that sponsors some stuff, which is right. cool. And they had a beer garden and a band playing down in the big amphitheater, which they is did. really cool. Yeah. And then of course they brought something that we were probably instrumental in. Bullying its way in. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, not to mention the fact they used your standards for it. <laughs> no, Kaylin uh, and Carl were very um, courteous in uh, allowing 
uh, they, I, I, they probably had the idea first, but I mean, obviously we were recommending, we always have wanted sheaf in mm-hmm. Portland. Right. Yeah. And so they had an exhibition sheaf off, mm-hmm. which yep. was good. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that, very well received. And at that, I had, uh, a, another awesome Francis Brebner incident where I recorded an awesome <laughs> recording of the, of the guy of, uh, Corey Brizendine and yourself and others, um, at the end of the event and talking about Corey winning the challenge caber that night and all mm-hmm. those things. Yep. Yeah. Didn't record it. Lost it, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's too bad because that was gold. <laughs> it was podcast that gold. That was gold right there. It's part of learning this whole thing, man. Anytime you got an interview with me, it's gold. It's but, gold. You know, the thing is, you missed Corey Brizendine. What I did catch is a funny uh, little bit with uh, our own uh, Shane Bull Tank Oliver. <laughs> That's right. And, and his lovely, lovely bride, Dina. yeah, Dina. So let's let's catch that. All right. What's your name? Dina Oliver. Dina Oliver. How how are you related to the Highland Games here that I'm standing at? My husband Shane Oliver. What? Excuse me. Wh- Oliver. Wait a minute. You are the better half to Bull Oliver. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So, it, uh, first of all, I love your husband. I love him, too. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, you know what's interesting about him, too? What? One, one, he's becoming a hell of a sheaf thrower, which we love at Fork Talk. Mm-hmm. Two, he is very strongly in a second position for the most, um, the biggest Fork Talk uh, listener. I, no, I, I think you meant the first... It's in full dispute, as I as we've discussed. He's throwing stuff down. He's getting his fork out. He's going to poke me with it. I see the sun is here as well. By the way, this I've met you. I've thrown with you. No, you've helped us. But he's. You look. You, this 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 shot. Chi- this man child looks like he's thirty with that beard. But I know, he's right? seventeen. Seventeen. I'm going to interview Bull. Bull, how, how'd you do today? I did good. I did really good. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, did you hear that, Sean? He's interviewing Bull. Oh, yes. Sean Pelfrey, I'm sorry, number one fan, who I did actually meet finally recently, who is a hell of a hell of a nice guy. Hell of a great guy. Yeah. And here I am with Bull. And there's a big debate on who's the number one fan. I'm going to succumb to Sean on this because he gave me a jump when I was in distress, and that's how our friendship started. See? that's I, I think that's the bigger man of you. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And how did you do in sheaf today? I did remarkably well with Mother. Yes. Uh, I made this fork myself, and I'm impressed. Very good. I have ways to go. Well, uh, how high did you go? I went 16 feet. No, you did not. I did, too. You went 18. I, okay, I went 18. Yeah, but it was on a 20-pound bag. Yes, it was. Because yes, you went 24 with a 16 yes, only was. in Tacoma. But I was with your fork, too. Yeah, but that's a, not a bad-looking fork. I'm it's a, it. It's a bit thick. Like you. I don't want it to be bad. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, no. right, I second that. Yeah. You sleep with that. See, you if you know what I mean. I like the wrap they on that. They call him the Coke can. Yeah, they do. He's Biscuit Boy. Biscuit Boy. Yeah. Very nice. That's a good looking fork. Thank and you, sir. What's its name? Mother. Mother. I like that. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. All right, so you're throwing tomorrow? Yes, you're sir. throwing together? It's going to be a great weekend. Wonderful weekend. Looking right. really forward to it. All right, good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. For talk out. All right, that was Bull. Bull and Dean Oliver. Yeah? Yep. That was good. I, I liked your little uh, jump in there, by the way. You're always good for uh, 
a comment. Well, it just happened to be walking by, <laughs> and they started talking about him being thick, and then she said, yeah, he's thick, all right. So I said, oh, they call him the Coke game. Yeah. Could have been the Pepsi game. That's good. That's yeah. good. Better than the Red Bull. Hey, so Big Daddy, this next one yeah. is um, I was out on the field just watching. Um, I think you were throwing possibly, or I don't know what you were doing, getting ready for the next event. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, just hanging out, and I, I got a nice little interview with Beth Burton. Beth Burton. One of the elites from Sacramento, I believe, cool. is where she's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was probably, uh, probably losing to Caber. <laughs> so that's the next one. Okay, Fork Talk. Big Daddy is on the main mic for the field. I'm now with the ladies, which is the best place to be. Hold in. Hold in, Ivory. And I'm with Beth. Introduce yourself. Hi, Beth Burton, Chico, California. Very nice. And how are you doing today? Fair to Midland. I'm right there in the middle, I think. Yeah? Well, it finally burned off, so we have a nice day for you. Yes, this is beautiful weather. Nice blue sky. Not raining on us anymore. And did you talk to the queen because uh, did you plan (laughs) your glorious pink hair with the pink shirt you're wearing i was channeling her and i just knew go pink that's fantastic that's fantastic up next is adrian wilson how is this a heavy stick yeah it's a 17 one 65 pounds okay so it's not all that heavy it's got a little bit of a curve to the top so it's squirrely once you get it up yeah adrian's went 12 30 or 230 on her first one and i think kate's in the lead right now with an 11 15 What's your preference? Do you like to put the uh, bowed bit forward or backwards? I put the bowed bit forward. Okay. Adrian's walking with it now, getting up some speed. Pull. She oh, she got a turn. She got it. That looks to be about a 10 o'clock or so. Very good. And so, so you're up from California, and you're going to do Portland, and then uh, next week, Enum Claw, right? Yes. The Claw. So do a week in the Pacific Northwest, do some touristy stuff, camp for a week, and Very then good. throw at the Claw. Very good. And have you thrown at the Claw before? I have. This will be my first time. Your first, right? And this is, now actually, is this the first formal elite class that Wally's having at Enum Claw? No, I think this is the second Is year. it the I second? I think last year there was an elite class. Was the class. first? Okay. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. And some of you today are throwing, right? I are, think a good it, chunk of us so are. So Christy is, is Christy, Christy Kate, Kate, Adrian, Adrian. Heather, and myself. All That's right. That's the, the crux. The and then Alex uh, Norman Ross from Canada. She's making yes. up the six. The swan. We nicknamed her the, the swan. swan. Okay. Yes. The swan will be there. Yeah. And I don't even know who's in the lead right now because Christy's won three events Adrian's won a couple of events oh so it's really close it's really close oh fantastic it's a battle so how'd you throw today I threw okay about you for a while yeah. <laughs> I threw uh, thank you I love talking yeah. about me <laughs> I remember seeing you in the hammer cage uh, I threw okay I threw okay I had some good stuff and some bad stuff I didn't like that trig. Did you guys throw out of that trig down there? No, we were over here all day. Oh, that, that trig down there, is, it's kind of on the slant. And when they're on the slant, I was wonky. I was all over the place. But I had okay on the hammers. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. That's better. Yeah, you're good. There you I'll go. Just, I'll just turn up your headphone game. That's much better. All right. I like to hear myself. That you do. I've got plenty to say. <laughs> <laughs> so... Big Daddy, what, yeah. there was a bit in there on Beth's interview that was really interesting to me. Um, I'm interested in your, your take on it. Sure. If you've got a caber, and some of them do have a bit of a bow to them, uh, they can, or they can even do a bit of an S, really. I've mm-hmm. seen them go right and left up at the top. Right. Um, 
what's your take on if the bow, do you put the bow forward or behind you? You know, you, you would, lead with it or not. You would think that you would put it so that the bow faces backward, so that like like a bow, like an arrow, a bow and arrow, right? Like the bow is going forward. Okay. Okay. But that's really not the way to do it. Okay. The reason is because when you turn it around so that the bow is facing backwards. Okay. All right. Yeah. The top will usually catch on the ground better. Okay. So when you do the turn. That you know, a lot of people think, no, no, no. You want the bow facing forward, and you would actually think that. But then, when you actually do it, you know, if you're really super strong and you just power it over and it lands on the top, it doesn't it won't really matter. matter. But right. I mean, if you're catching the ground with it, yeah, you want that bow to stick first because when that when that one angle sticks, it'll cause the caber to flip on itself, right? Or flip over. So yeah. Now, and have you seen cabers where the the end is not actually flush? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not square, right? It's maybe got an angle to it. You know, if you look at a lot of challenge cabers, yeah, that's one of the things they do. They will actually chop that challenge part, the top, into a forty-five or thirty-degree angle. Really? Yeah. The one that uh, Ray maybe made for uh, Newport. Yeah. If you look at it, it's got uh, it's got an angle on it. And uh, Mark Wechter and I were looking at it, and we we're trying to figure out if you're going to turn this thing, what's the best way to turn it? A lot of people think you want to stick that, you want to turn it so that the the beveled end is actually going to go first. So the so let, let's get orientation on that. So right. you've got the caber uh, in front of you. Right. You're holding it, right? And the there's a bevel to it, and so right. there's a high side and a low side, right? So do you want the high side um, away from you or close to you? You actually want it away from you. Okay. And the reason being, when it turns over and it's all the way over on top and it's top, it's at 89, 90 degrees, yep. right? Yeah. Think of it when you when you see guys cut a tree down. The longest portion will then be touching first. Right. Okay. And so sometimes that long portion will stick in the ground and cause it to flip. Uh, There's no resistance there catch. because it's like when you cut a tree down, you got that whole piece that's kind of missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then it sticks there and then it'll roll. It helps and it'll, to it'll go turn over. over. Yeah. Oh, that's so, interesting. That's kind of the science behind it. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, so then this next one, this this could be an interesting conversation. Um, I was out on the field all just after Beth and Angela Ossel. Hostel Ossel. Hostel Yeah, one of our local throwers who's recently moved to Boston. So she's now an East Coast thrower yeah. representing. She ain't local no more. Yep. And she, um, I was asking her a few questions, but there's something that she brings up in this interview that we need to talk about okay. because it is uh, shocking. Let's roll it. To say the least. Is it the shocker? <laughs> Two fingers and a pinky? <laughs> no. Ooh. No. Shocking. Oh, shocking. Shocking. <laughs> hostel Hostel, come here talk to me. Yes, yes, it is Fork Talk. Everyone, I am here with Angela Ossel. What's up? Say hello. Hello, everybody. Um, and she's one of my favorites. She was a Pacific Northwest person, now in Boston. Massachusetts, representing yeah. West Coast. Very good. And you were a little bit late on that last one. Twas. Yeah. I do not like that caber. Big Daddy was really upset with you on the last one as well because you were dipping a little bit too deep in that squat to throw. You needed to be just quicker. And I do. That is the second time I heard that today. Yes. So that usually means it's true. And mm-hmm. I'm only saying that with love because that is usually my problem as well. Gotcha. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. Are you happy to be back with all the PNW? I am extremely happy to be back. Very good. Yeah. We love those East Coast people. There's a lot of them listening to Fork Talk, and it's nice getting to know them. Yeah. 
they're good. Uh, I had a good game out there last uh, weekend in Springfield, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, so, give them a shout. Do you know who the AD is? Uh, Bill. Bill. Bill something or other? Bill W. And what was the games again? Springfield, New Hampshire. Oh, right. Very yeah. nice. Good small games. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Very well run. Excellent. Up next is Lyman Assay, the fiery redhead. Yeah. Very much so. From Utah. So how are you faring today? Any PRs or anything like that? No, nothing to, you know, write home about, but... Right? <laughs> yeah, just enjoying the day, really. Good. Yeah. Good. And uh, relevant to the most important thing in the world, which is sheaf. Oh, yes. Um, how's your three-tined fork? Three-tined fork is in the garage, and we were reunited yesterday. It was awesome. Good. Why aren't you taking it back to Boston? With you? I am taking it back to Boston. Oh, you are this time? Yep. Okay, very good. I did use a three-tined fork out there in New Hampshire last weekend and touched the bar at 25 again. Very nice. Yep, so I hit, uh, hit the bar at my PR. What are what are the most of the forks you saw out there? Did you see any two tines? Lots of two tines. Really? Yeah. In the East Coast. In the East Coast. Upper East, though, I guess. Maybe yes. it's the Northeast that's got a two tine fetish. Probably. Because I don't think the Southern. They do have. I mean, there were some three tines out there. I mean, granted, I got to use some, but they are they're two tine out there too. Really? Yeah. That's a bit of an infectious disease that's gone east. I think. Heads up, Caber, Heather McDonald. She scared us just slightly. Sorry, Fork Talk Nation. She's just backing up with the caber doing the dance. We had to be prepared. Um, well, okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah? And um, They do throw 16 out there, 16-pound sheaths, not the 20. Oh, you mean you mean the Masters? Yeah. No, the A's are. The A's. Yeah. I'm sorry. The A's are throwing a 16-pound sheaf in the East Coast. Yeah. Hey, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy. You heard me yelling at you. You didn't come at that time. You were distracted, probably by your throng of fans. Well, I think I was actually announcing the caber at the time. Could be. Yeah. Could and, be. And I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're like throwing caber. You're probably announcing, and all they hear is Haas yelling across the field after Angela <laughs> drops that bomb. Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy, come over every Daddy. They're throwing the 16. And I can hear you, but I'm like, it's like the little kid in the background in the back seat. You know, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, Papa, 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 Daddy, Daddy. Um, and I turn okay. around and smack him. I am, uh, I'm overclimped about this. I am not. Overclimped? Think, I'm not happy with this. What? A's throwing a 16-pound bag on the East Coast. Okay. Okay. I can see. I can see your. You're actually. You look. I mean, quite a Twitter. There's a fairly common standard for the A's and mm-hmm. pros and you know upper classes to be throwing the 20 pound. Right. Obviously, the 16 was introduced. Do you have to go back to the history of the sheaf to determine whether maybe the 16 was the original sheaf that everybody used, and then maybe they increased it because it was going so high, or could be. Um, well, and that's the know. way. It, and that's the way it went, but. Right. But here's okay. Here's the actual, the only serious problem I have with it. Okay. NASGA, oh, and rankings. Oh yeah. Do not. You know, the, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome website that they put together, but it is not sophisticated enough algorithm wise to know the difference between heights 
relevant to throwing the 16 or the 20 pound. That's true. And so all these A's, if they're throwing East Coast and they're throwing 16 to keep their numbers really super high and they're going 40 feet and stuff, Mm -hmm. first of all, that's the reason why they went to the bigger 20 pound in the first place. Right. Because... You're going too high, so throw a 20 and now try and throw it 30 feet, right, mm-hmm. if you're that good. Yep. Um, but it, they're artificially high, and everybody else who's doing 20 around the country as A's, uh, it, their their rankings are off, aren't they? Right. Wouldn't you say? True. But, you know, another thing that you got to think about, too, is the Brammer Stone on Nazca is arbitrary. It could be 21 and a half. To all the way up to twenty eight, right? True, you know, true. So uh, that can that can also play, you know, and you know that's I mean Nazga is what Nazga is, and you know the rankings are the way they are. But you're right, the sixteen and twenty is a big deal. Yeah, because like in the amateur rankings for rank one, Isaac Brichette is first, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty eight feet three inches. Mm-hmm. Is that with a twenty pound bag? No, it's a sixteen. Yeah, that's a sixteen pound bag. That's the world record, as a matter of fact. But there could be guys in this list that are throwing. 32 feet with a 20 or 25 feet with a 20 whatever you know some guy might some guy in the top 10 his chief might be like 26 or 8 feet yeah i i, I mean you know, i don't so. i guess i'm trying to hold back because i don't want to go whole hog and just mm-hmm. say they're all a bunch of wimps and they should man up and throw the 20 but mm-hmm. I, it just is a it is wonky that they would be doing the lighter bag at, the, at those elite late, I don't, at the I don't, elite levels. And you're with me on this, I think. I don't blame the athlete. I blame the athletic director. Okay, I'm with that. Right, because the athlete throws what's there. What's they're, there. You know, they're not going to say, okay, well, she's, uh, you know, can we have a 16-pound bag? I'd rather throw a 16-pound bag. No, they're going to have what's there. And that's, that's what happened in Skagit not too long ago, as a matter of fact. Remember? I went up to the throw, and we threw. I was throwing Masters, and they only had a twenty-pound bag. They didn't even have right a sixteen-pound bag for Masters. We threw, right. you know, we threw the sure. twenty. You know, you throw it, sir. Uh, but uh, you know, the thing is, is you know, that's the AD deal. And as popular as Sheaf has become, uh, you pretty much have to you have to roll with the times, right? True. So you got to, you know, your bags should be upkept nicely. They should be good, decent bags, not these haggard old pieces of shit that we throw sometimes. You yes, know? correct. Yeah. Because if your 28 breaks, what do you do? You usually will fix it really well or get another one. Right. Yep. You don't see that with sheaf bags. Right? No. The sheaf bag sucks. They, they, just, let them, they let them go a little too long. Yeah, they strap sure. a piece of freaking tape around it and they keep throwing a damn thing. Right. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So it, it's it, that that falls on the athletic director. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with that. So ads East Coast. Why are you letting Hayes throw a 16 pound bag? Right. Come on. I mean, we got guys who are like on the list out here, like a Charlie Latt, for example, who's one of the top A's around the country, and he happens to be out west here. He's 29th on the list with a 30 at 30 feet, but he's he's throwing nothing but a 20 pound bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's never thrown a 16. In and that's not really fair to him on the right. rankings, at no. least. So the ads are making an inequity there, which I don't care for. No. Well, and I think too, it also becomes the athletic director who's let's say you're having a meet. Uh, like Enum Claw, where the rankings determine whether or not the athlete actually gets to throw. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say, like Enum Claw, you get your top 12 guys. Okay. Yep. yep. 
Now the athletic director there has to, let's say they get a guy that's like 13 or 14, and he puts in for it because he's not in the top 12, but then he says, well, this guy's, uh, this guy's sheaf is really low. Right. This is 26, and all these guys are throwing, you know, 30, 30 31, something. 32. And, well, he doesn't know whether or not they got a 16-pound bag or a 20-pound bag. Either, exactly. You know? exactly. And at Claw, not only is sheaf an event, it's one of the championship events. Yeah, there's extra cash on the line exactly. for going there, at there's it. money for it. So that's uh, you know, something that should be... Interesting. They should I, look at that. I don't blame Nazga because they do such an awesome job anyway. Yeah, no, it's not their fault. I blame... I don't blame anybody. The thing is, is it's it's incumbent upon the athletic director to make sure he has the proper tools for the athletes to throw, so that they can get the proper rankings, which yeah. eventually could lead to championships and eventually either turning pro or you know money. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Well, so. thanks for indulging me on that because I wanted to talk about no, it. No, you were quite upset about it. As a matter of fact, I don't think you got sleep for a week. After you found out. <laughs> Luckily. Our next interview allowed me to get some sleep because I happened to catch up with Dom <laughs> so Rhino Meat. He's so in, boring, he put you to sleep. In, Bor- in Portland, <laughs> and uh, we wanted to catch up with him because he was keeping an eye on our security while well, we were there. Let's hear what the old Dominator has to say. I'm going to settle up here next to Meat, our security here. Uh, Fork Talk Nation, I'm here with Dom Rhino Origato. <laughs> AKA our security, Fork Truck Security. How's the perimeter? Perimeter is secure, Brett. Fantastic. Eric Wechter on the wide over bar. Spin and he misses. Hits the bar hard. Good crowd here. It's loud. Announcer's getting him going. Um, there's a lot going on. I'm worried about someone rushing the field here. How quickly can you get to someone if they're trying to get to me and Big Daddy? Well, well I have been working on my sprinting. Have you? Right. I have, I have, and uh, my tackle technique bar. is down. Okay. So, um, so we're safe that way. Okay. Um, I have, uh, I've heard through the rumor mill that there, there may be an attempt. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm keeping my eyes open and I'm staying sharp. Okay, good. Staying sharp. I appreciate that because there's been a couple fans that have come up like, oh, "Are you Big Daddy and Hoss? And can I touch you?" And you know, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Well, I, I understand that, and I can see why why that would happen. Um, but I am trying. Okay, I'm trying. Good. I'm positive. I'm confident. I'm confident. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, it's noticeable that you have a slight limp from the shark bite, but I think it's healing well. Well, you know, swimming with the orcas, right? You know, in in the ocean with uh, with um, in the Straits of Juan de Fuca. Juan de Fuca. <laughs> shake your booty! Oh, I feel shake, so. Shake, 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 shake Dom's booty. Shake Dom's booty. That's a lot of shaking. Woo! Don't you feel so much safer hearing that meat is keeping people from rushing the field to oh, yeah. to take us out? He's like a three hundred pound ninja. <laughs> That he is. I mean, the thing is, once the Cheeto dust falls off of his uniform, he is a <laughs> bolt of lightning. <laughs> That's good. Hey, this next one, Big Daddy, yeah. is uh, some field reporting we did for one of the weight over bar competitions. The Wob. And it was just some exciting stuff because they were going up super high on these. I got nothing to say about Wob this year. <laughs> it's a nemesis for you, I know. Uh. Okay, Fork Talk Nation, I'm back here. 
uh, Haas and Big Daddy. Here we are. We're still on the Portland field here. We're on the WAM right, for the Masters, and we've got Eric Wechter on his third attempt at 17 feet. 18. 18, sorry, 18 feet. He, his PR was 17.6. He matched it, and uh, he's on his third attempt. Both he and his brother have missed the first two attempts. This is his third. I think he could do it. He just, just skinned the last one. Up he goes. Apart. Yes, he did it. Holy cow. That's a new PR. That's a new PR, baby. Woo! All right, Mark. No pressure. Very nice. E. Good PR, baby. Very nice. Fork Talk Nation, we've now got Mark Wechter up. He's going to do his third attempt. This is going to get in his head a bit because he uh, definitely wants to make it. He's starting off between the legs, on the side, starts to spin, up and over, and he makes it. And he makes it. The gamer. Very nice, very nice. It's not over, folks. It's not over till that fat lady starts humming. <laughs> oh, Big Daddy, that um, that gave me shivers. What? We're remembering that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome battle. It was a classic battle because, first of all, it was between two brothers. Two brothers, yeah. Mark yep. and Eric Wechter. Yep. Um, Great the, throwers. The cool thing about it was Eric, I think, is, uh, is old... PR was 17.6. Yeah, I think that's right. Then he made 17.6, and he made 18 And he feet. made 18. And that yep. was pretty cool, so we got a new PR. New it. PR. And he and hasn't had new PRs recently, right? Because no. he's been such a dominant thrower for so long, yep. it's hard to you know to keep yeah. those up, right? So that was insane. He was talking about his numbers actually going the opposite direction. Yeah, so. yeah. So that was awesome. Yep. And got then, the crowd going. Yeah, they went back and forth. And there was a point there where I thought, you know, he might just go ahead and get him on misses. Well, that's yeah. why I'm, that's why I, I kind of said in, in the, when I was reporting that, that I thought maybe that making it first might have gotten in Mark's head mm -hmm. because Mark has been going higher than that, you know, recently right. and is kind of peaking with his abilities. And so it was... Um, I was worried he was like gonna be in his head a bit, right? Right. Brothers already over, already over his own PR. Um, but Mark did get over and did clear the next height, right? Mm -hmm. He went twenty and then up, you know. Well, he was, he wanted to go higher, but the the apparatus the, would only go like. 20 they couldn't go any yeah, further. So. so yeah, I mean he's he's amazing. Yeah. He he hit it at twenty and right. uh, and tried going up higher. Well, so we were all happy because it was, was time to move on to the next event anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, goes on forever. Three attempts at yeah. twenty two feet was not going to be. I wasn't going to sit through that. So. Yeah, but that was brilliant. That was absolutely really fun to watch. Some of my some of my favorite um, experiences in the games have been watching, you know, other competitors really do well and hit prs mm -hmm. right i've yeah. seen you know there's been multiple times when i've been we've, i've been watching you and you've been able to hit a really big pr and get all psyched up mm -hmm. and there's been multiple times um that i get i've been able to watch eric or mark hit prs and it's just fun it's yeah. fun when you see and you know what they're going for and they hit it well it's fun for the crowd too when you're watching two guys go at it yeah you know, i mean it was the crowd was riveted it eric, was insane you know, and eric loves it he thrives off that one they both do they're yeah. gamers man yeah. it's amazing yep it's amazing that brotherly uh, battle going on hey this next um interview is uh, some pro interviews that you and i did on the field oh yeah those were good, fun good with segment. luke and uh and ryan stewart and, yeah. and some of the others yeah, our boys. so enjoy these they, they, they could be funny too yep okay fork talk 
Back in Portland, the sun has come out. Haas on the field. I'm walking over to Big Daddy because we need to start talking to some of these pros. Big Daddy here, mother friends. Oh, no, no, yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, Big Dan McKim is up next. How big is this stick? Big stick. It's 18 feet, 10 inches, 120 pounds. Ooh, baby. And it ain't got much tape around either. Can we step back a little bit? Oh, we don't have to. McKim's got it. Yeah, okay. Luke, you got this thing's number. Come on, man. What's, what's the deal with it? What's the trick to it? Were you a bit late? Did you need to pull quicker or what? I know. Uh, as I was running, it got a little squirrely and moved to the right. And uh, I'm trying to go back to my teenage years <laughs> and run with it ahead of me and go super fast because I'm not as strong as that young man, Daniel McKim. Dan McKim just turned her over. He's like about a 11, 11 o'clock maybe. Yeah, I'm not as strong as these guys. They have like... Their arms are my legs, <laughs> so I'm trying to use the old Alistair gun, right? Get it off the shoulder, chase it, chase it, chase it, stop and pop, like pull early. Yeah. There's not a big taper on it, so um, I'll get this third one. All right. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. All right. Hey. Oh, that was good. That was Luke. Yeah, Luke yeah. Mackay. Luke Mackay. Yep, big guy. And uh, he's doing the Alistair gun on this because it's a big stick, right? And he's not mm -hmm. quite as strong as someone like Dan. Yeah. And so he's saying, I'm running with it in front of me and trying to just really lean it and then pop it quick and hard. So that's good. It almost worked. He came yeah. as close as he did right there. Up next is John Oden. I was hoping he was going to hit the One uh, of our favorites. The truck. John's from this area, Vancouver area, Kelso. Actually north of Vancouver, Kelso. He's got a good run with it. Pull. Good oh, pull, just oh, a little oh. late. Yep, up at about, late. looks like about 50 okay. degrees, 60 yeah, degrees. Maybe. Up next, Ryan Stewart. Ryan, Ryan Stewart, numero uno. Numero uno, Ryan Stewart. The Squatch. Uh, Ryan, as we've discussed on uh, Fork Talk before, hell of a pro. Needs and a little bit of uh, just for men. That beard's looking a little gray. <laughs> Yes, he's having a good day, though. He's, he's been right up at the top on He's most having a good things. year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's kicking ass, taking names. Is. The crowd is still here in full force. We got cabers. We got a trifecta of cabers, Big Daddy. We, we got, do, yeah. We got uh, the A's going on the caber down to our left. We've got the ladies, um, the elites on our right, and we've got the pros right down the middle. Which is amazing because, you know what, this is the malls. This is the way they run the games, okay? You got cabers flying, you got weights flying, everyone's safe, and there's plenty of room. Yep, it's very nice. All right, he's got a good pick on that. Ryan he's Stewart. eyeing the field, he's got a good line. He's got his good line. He's got to get some speed now. He's going downhill, which is smart. Yep, everybody does that. There's nice a pop. Big, oh, get up. oh, you know, just, it turned on him yeah. just a little bit. He didn't at the get end. any speed. He needed more speed. He did, he needed more speed. He outran Steve Conway, I see. That ain't hard. Steve's looking winded. Is he okay? Well, he's 110 years old, so, you know, <laughs> anybody can tell you. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I want to get into Pleasanton still. Yeah, yeah. You need to be careful. He's got the keys to the to the, to the the castle that you want. You know, the good thing is, though, he doesn't look over 109. <laughs> Ryan Stewart. Ryan Stewart, come over here. Tell come us what, what was going him. on with that. John Oden. It was a little bit. Uh... My cardio is bad, <laughs> which means I'm in great throwing shape. <laughs> It, tur it twisted on you just a little bit at the end there. A little bit. Yeah. Need to run faster, pull harder. So if not right. for a little more power and technique, you would have gotten that over. That's right. That's right. 700-pound <laughs> deadlift. John, John Oden, John here, Oden here is with us as well. John, what happened on that one? What do you needed to get it over? Oh, uh, just a combination of everything. It looks like we're all just, you know, it's a, it's a big stick for sure. And 
just that combination of a good solid run, you know, that overall strength and practice with the bigger caber sure helps too, but um, definitely good good timing. It's a doesn't have a lot of taper to it too so yeah. do you like just this line that. you're kind of going downhill a bit yeah that's always a good thing just even mentally just knowing you're going downhill a little bit you can get a good i just need all everything i can muster for as far as a run goes for sure good so all right i know Definitely. you can get it you're damn right he can john Oden knows everything there is a no ball caber i'm gonna tell you something right now john Oden. <laughs> he taught, taught you how he taught to the caber. big daddy how to turn caber and it took me two years to get a pick yeah, if he can teach you how <laughs> to throw a caber, he can teach anybody. That's right. <laughs> didn't let him go home until he turned his that's first right. stick. It was going. It was getting dark. It was right. getting dark out. Andy Vincent up next. Next. It was, it was the 20-footer, wasn't it, the way I remember it? Yeah, too. it was a 20. It wasn't the 14, 15. 20-foot, 155 pounds. Eight, or least, yeah. So it was brutal. It was a beast of a stick, up. yeah. All right, Andy Vincent's He said turn three times, this. but I didn't, mean, I didn't think he meant in a row. <laughs> Andy Vincent down on the pick. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Later, John. Get this next one. Okay, Andy Vincent's up. He's gonna get this one. He uses gloves. You notice that a few guys use gloves. That. Yeah, 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 that's different. I'm gonna try that one of these days. I think. Yeah, maybe in practice, yeah. not in a competition. He uh, maybe it speeds him to the beer garden because he doesn't have to work off all the tacky off his hands. That's, that's a good. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, his hands won't come apart as easy. He's got a good run with it. A good it. run, little. Oh, 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 he bobbled it. Oh, good letdown. That was a good. Okay, he tripped. Yeah, yeah, but that's good that he stopped because you can blow things oh, yeah. out. Doing You'll blow that. a hammy on this in a heartbeat. But but he he, he knew to stop right because that could have been bad. So you got a kiss on the side of his head with that thing too. That, was, that scared him a bit actually. It looks like. So plus he's upset with not having an opportunity. Well, you get hit in the head with a caber, <clears throat> it can ruin your day, brother. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, behind us we got Christy Scott, right there. All right, the Christy's on the. Christy, a great up-and-coming pro. She's on this caber. That looks pretty long for them. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be. It's not going to be too too heavy for her. It looks she's like a beast strong. Looks like a beast stick, though. but uh, it's long. I mean, it looks it looks in the 16, 17 range. Oh my gosh, that was really. Uh, late. If it wasn't as late as that, she'd have gotten it. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. Hey, hey. Next up, hey, wait a minute, hold on a second. We got our uh, our official Portland photographer. We got Andrew Colstead. Of Andrew Colstead Photography.com, is that correct? A Colstead Photography. <laughs> so anyway, he's out here taking pictures of us. Hang on one second, Andrew, while uh, we Matt, talk about this next caber. Matt Vincent. Got Matt Vincent. He's got his uh, traditional pink socks on. It's either for breast cancer or he just likes pink. I think he just likes pink. Oh, he's doing the caber dance with him. Oh, yeah, yes, he's. But he's got it. He's, he's got, got it. control. He's got a line. Got to find that line. Big pole. Oh, yeah. just a, bit just a little late. Yep. Yep. Little yep. Late. So back to your photography. Yeah. How's you been getting some good pictures today? I hope so. Tell tell the Fork Talk Nation a little bit about uh, the challenges of shooting out on the field like this and not getting yourself killed. That was going to be the major challenges, especially in an event like this where there's something going on in all five corners, yeah. and uh, the pros were throwing a hundred feet. Um, I have a motorsports photography background, so I'm, a, I'm really good at situational awareness. I survived three years doing that, but um, here it's, I didn't even step in the middle of the field during the hammer tosses because I just don't want to risk it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, you got a long lens. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> if you All know right. what I mean. We got dueling cabers going up here. We got one on each side. We got Rusty Price over here. Rusty Price. 
and I can't see the other side. Rusty Price got a good run, good line, good pull. Oh, oh, just a little late, just yeah. a little late. Yeah. All right, we got uh, we got the caber up. Now here's the thing: it takes three volunteers to actually push that caber up. That's how big this caber is. Yeah, it's a heavy caber. It's very heavy. And these volunteers have been busting their butts all day. They are amazing. They have. Uh, a, a good games can actually be made by the volunteers. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. It's overlooked sometimes because yep. you're so focused on just all the coordination and, yep. the per- and the judges and getting that all sorted. Greg Bell's making his run. He's making his run. Making his run. He's nice good, run, good, nice good, run. good, good. Got a good line. Big pull and over, oh. Uh, it's like a fi- almost a five for Almost a five for It looks yeah. like it's probably about 75, 80 degrees. Yeah. But, yeah, like you were saying, uh, volunteers make a game, They brother. can make it because uh, the ADs, again, there's a lot going on, and maybe they just, they're just focused on other things, and they forget that you, if you can get a good full field of volunteers, mm-hmm. then you got people shaking weights for you. Oh, yeah. People covering and going and getting water and stuff for the judges, all kinds of stuff. We didn't we didn't have to shag one weight today. We had heavyweights. We had lightweights. We That's had uh, We had hammers, and we had shaggers for everything. That's true. That's true, and that helps. Yep. That helps a lot. Here's Josh Goldthorpe all the way from uh, Canada. Oh, look at this, Steve Conway. Steve Conway, make, make, making the jabber. Best, best judge in the entire world, just ask him. Right. <laughs> Josh Goldthorpe. <laughs> Josh Goldthorpe, where's he uh, he's Vancouver, British Columbia now. Yeah, yep. from Vancouver. Yep. He's uh, from he's, a family he's, of... He's a farmer Canadian boy. He's yeah. a family of... Uh, of uh, Canadian throwers. His dad's a thrower. His mom's a, a thrower. Great pick. Great pick. Got a good line. Yeah, his, his numbers are really coming up. I like I like the way he's throwing this year. You know, I do heroin just before our games, and that's what makes me light as a feather on my feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Okay. <laughs> okay, we talked earlier on the mic with Luke. Yep. So Luke. he's up now, and he is... Uh, it's big Luke McKay. Let me tell you something about him, you know. Uh, while he's concentrating on a caber. Did we throw Olympic him trials. up? Olympic trials. Olympic trials uh, for Hammer last year. Didn't we throw with him up in Alaska? We did. Okay. We did. No. Real nice guy. Really, really. Fun guy nice to guy. talk to. Yeah, very, very, very smart guy, too. He had too. a very big breakfast today. I saw him at the hotel. He did? Yeah. So I think he's he's well juiced. Yeah, I'm sure he had plenty of orange juice and apple juice and all that good stuff. Yeah, I didn't mean like illegal juice. <laughs> oh, just saying. Okay. We got Come a on, weird bro. audience. Come on. Pull quick. Pull quick and hard. Just a little oh. late, just a little late again. Tiny bit. Tiny he had bit. a lot of speed. That's pretty quick, though, the way he pulled that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here's Hostel Ostel. Oh, yeah, all the way from Boston. Angela. Angela Ostel. Nope. Oh, no, see, wait. see, you never do that. And, Angela, when you turn on the show and you listen to us, this is what I'm going to tell you. Never, ever, ever stop and dip that low and try to turn a caber again. That's ridiculous. I don't know who taught you that, wow. but they should be beaten within an inch of their lives and left there to die. Wow, that was really harsh. You know, I'm sorry. Why did you teach her? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I taught her. I taught her some caber technique. That wasn't one of them. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> nope. Next up, we got the Sasquatch himself, uh, Big Dan McKim. He's Dan got a good McKim. pick. He's one of my one of my heroes. He's got two turns already. He is a fantastic thrower. Got a good line. Just there. pulls it. Just pulls just it. Uh, about about ten o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good for nine. Really trying. Yeah, these guys are really, uh, really exerting today. It's about eighty-five degrees out here. Sun's beating down yeah, on us. Yeah, it's gotten you know? warm. It was overcast yeah. most of the day. Yeah. And even a little bit of drizzle this morning. But it was raining uh, earlier. But it's all it's all burned off now. It's a gorgeous day. The beer garden is calling, by the way. Yeah, I'm telling you. Beer I'm getting garden, really thirsty. by the way. Beer garden not on the field. 
Yeah, another one, eh? You know what is on the field? What? Not a beer garden. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people who could be buying lots of beer. Yeah, you see all those people out there dying of thirst? I'm going to give you a little picture here, Fork Talk listeners. we got about 400 people on the side of the field, not a one of them drinking a beer. I know. Not a damn one of them. That's not right. And they even have a big, giant thing of port here, right? Right. And the port could be just near the beer garden, so you basically just keep evacuating, filling up, evacuating, yep. filling up. Right. Right? Yep. John Oden, just, just a little late on that poll. That's okay, though. He looks good. Uh, okay, up next on the caber for the ladies is Lyman Assay. Lyman Assay, fiery redhead, all the way from was, Idaho. You know, she was she was in the um, uh, Sheaf uh, exhibition last night. She was. And man, she has a pull on that. She does. She yeah. does. Yeah, her and her husband—they uh, practice quite a bit, I believe. It, Todd must be uh, hurt. He's not throwing. He today. did. Yeah, this morning I actually tried to adjust his back a little bit, and it was it was it's tight as up. you could imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here she goes. She's got a great pick. She's picking her line. Now we got Ryan Stewart on the other side she's here. She's got her flame socks on today, too. Yep, she's on fire. Look at her go. Big oh, pull. Late, Just late, a little late. late. Ryan Stewart up here on the big caver. I think he's going to turn this time. What do you think? I think he's got it. He's so strong. Up in Alaska, he was just owning the caver up there. He just owned them. Come on, Ryan. He's got a big pick. Come on, Ryan. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I get a little loud. excited, you know. <laughs> All right, he's got his. He's got a good line. Good line. Very is that, patient. Is, is that a microphone in your kilt, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just you? happy to see you. Oh no! Oh, he stopped again. Well, why, why would he, he do that? Him? Why would he do that? That that's you know, for a pro, that's not very professional. <laughs> it's too heavy. It's still heavy? heavy. All right, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Luke just said it. Too heavy. Too. And I believe him. That's what she said. Let's talk to Ryan Stewart when he comes back over and scold him for what a ridiculous attempt that was. You could do that. You know, for like I said, for a professional, he's not acting very professional. <laughs> Is he limping? Ryan Stewart, was that your last attempt? Yeah, you probably don't want to talk to me because I'm a little mad. Jay, Big Daddy is upset with you, actually. I'm a little upset with you right now. You should be, because I just threw that like shit. You stopped <laughs> completely and tried to brammer it, basically. What do you got to say for yourself? I don't care what you got to say for yourself, because that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. If I just want to pull your beard. I deserve it. I know. <laughs> no, you're, you're a great caber tosser. You, you proved it up in Alaska. Getting there. Yep. On my way. No Dan McKim yet. But well, you know, it we'll takes get, a little we'll time. We'll all get there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm there, but I just don't like to show off in front of you guys because I'm older, you know. All, all I know is why do they not have sheep here? You know, huh? we need it. We need to tell Caitlin. We need huh? Sheaf in huh? the stadium at the end of the game. He's on something. Or he's on to something. What? What? How many times do you think we should use? How many times? Teens, times. Oh, times. Three times, of course. Three times. <laughs> That's why we love Ryan. There was Stewart. an exhibition last <laughs> night, and it went very well. But it should be on right now. The crowds would love challenge it. Caber, then challenge Sheaf. Let the crowd go crazy. You got it. That's right. Absolutely. And a beer garden on the damn and field. And a beer garden. Right there. And a beer garden. Right drink a beer, watch some sheep. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. That's right. See, and, uh, you know, Ryan Stewart, uh, because, you know, he's such a great friend of Fork Talk, uh, let's, plug your, let's plug your video again. Where can they find it? We're going we're gonna to post it on Fork Talk, but where can, we, where can, you, where can people find it now? You can get it from uh, East Idaho Scots. Uh, I believe it's eastidahoscots.org, if I remember right. I think you're right. I think I remember that. Um, if that's not it, let me know. Uh, you can private message me on NASGA or Facebook, yeah. and we'll make sure you get one. Good. 
Yeah, let me tell you something. I have one of those, and it is a really good video if you're a beginner, never thrown before. It's nice to have something like that. It's a good learning tool, and there's some good drills on there, too. Yes. Yep, good drills. Yes. I have personally, I forgot everything I ever learned about throwing. I watched <laughs> that, and I was ridiculous the next year. I was just killing it. Yeah? Yep. He's still ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Love you, brother. Cool, man. Take Thank care. You. Yep. All right, Big Daddy, that was a good segment. There's a lot in there, but I yeah. love it, man. I love hanging out there with the pros and watching them throw. That was a good time, man. It was good stuff. Yeah. Although, I, man, you were scolding the pros like they were your biatch. Hey, it pisses me off when professionals don't act professional. <laughs> we're paying them big bucks You did good. You did good. You're right. like the senior man of, listen, Wait, listen, oh, I'm going to open up a can of whoop-ass on you. That's right. Ryan Stewart knows better. That guy is a – He's that amazing. Guy is a, you know, amazing. Dan McKim, of course, is an Aussie. He's a beast of caper. Yep. Ryan Stewart is becoming a really force to be reckoned with in caper. Yep. Okay? Yep. And uh, so I, I, got a little, I got a little upset with him because I actually thought he <laughs> should have turned that thing, and he just stopped dead in his tracks. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, as everybody knows who follows uh, us on Facebook, one of the your favorite classes in all of Highland Games is <laughs> the lightweight division. Yeah. Yep. Love them. You love them. Uh, you think they're amazing. They're you, awesome. you think they're um, a stoic group who uh, really just get on with life and uh, don't worry about anything. Go to a buffet. <laughs> but uh, I found some lightweights on the side of the field, and there's actually some funny stuff that came up there. So were let's they look. eating? <laughs> they probably were at the end of the day. They were probably getting back. Yeah, yeah they'd been spitting in a cup all day. And a little, before... <laughs> a little news for you, lightweights. If you have to lose weight to get in the class, you're not a lightweight anymore. <laughs> let's check that one out. Okay, Fork Talk Nation, Haas here, still on the Portland field, and I just found some lightweights. Hard to spot lightweights, typically, because they're usually hiding behind a pole or a small garbage can. But I've found two of them, uh, and I, three of them. Come on in here. All right, and, and Gretchen, but... I, no, you're not. I mean, yes, you are, but you're, you count as a master. Right? So introduce yourself for Fork Talk Nation. Uh, Andy Dunn. Andy, Andy Dunn. Gretchen Yoder. Gretchen Yoder. Gretchen Yoder is the official um, stimp meter official for the uh, Fork Talk Nation. Anybody who doesn't know what a stimp meter is, look it up. <laughs> I'm Cass Tomala. Cass, congratulations. New daddy. Thank you, sir. Sean Campbell. Sean Campbell. And gentlemen, how did the uh, lightweight class go today? Uh, it was a shark tank. You know, anytime you got Jeff and Luke and, you know, everybody else going around here, it's a, it's a tough day. Jeff Thornton, two-time national champion. How'd you do today? Uh, I saw you got a 12 o'clock on that caber. Two. Two of them? Two 12s. Very nice. Well done. Yep. I'm going to keep quit telling them what to do. How did you do today? I got a couple PRs, so that's good. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from McMinnville, Oregon. Ah, McMinnville. Nice. Next door neighbors to Ray, maybe. Uh, really? Yeah. Literally next door? Literally next door. Wow. He's the guy that pulled me into this. So. A member of the dead and uh, a great yes. thrower. Yes. Yeah? Yep. So he's teaching you how to throw caber, too? He's my coach. Oh, that's a good yes. thing. That's yes. a good thing. Did you have any PRs today? Cass. Oh, yeah. Hey, Cass. Oh, hey. Just because your wife is breastfeeding, which distracts <laughs> me as well, 
I want to go over there and have a little bit myself. Does not mean that you should be staring. staring. It's not polite. She's just hollering at me, saying I need to give a shout out to Bowie. You know, six weeks and she's out throwing. You know, did she throw today? She threw today. All right, that is a good shout. Your beautiful wife, Bowie. Yes, and beautiful baby. Yeah, yeah, baby Dirk. Dirk, That's right. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk Trouble Tomala. Dirk Trouble Tomala. <laughs> Dirk's yes. going to be in trouble a lot. <laughs> yes. And uh, at, she gave birth six weeks ago six and is throwing ago. today. Yeah. Good yeah. on her. She's a badass chick. Good on her. In I fact, know. actually, Fork Talk, she was talking about throwing earlier, and it was like only a week or two after, and we're all like, uh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Stay home. You might tear something you want to use later in life. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Um, and so it's about time to hit the beer garden, I yes. think. Yes. yes. Deal. Okay. Uh, you guys in the money? Any three in the money? I'm not buying for you. No, no, no. In the money, <laughs> like in the top three. You gonna uh, win something? Maybe. You know what? I'm no. I'm interested. Caber changed things between me and oh, me you. and Sean here. I we might it might be a, a tight race in third. All right. But I, I'm, my money goes to Jeff taking first and Luke taking second. Well, uh, well, on behalf of Big Daddy, who, as you know, barely tolerates the lightweights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Feeling is you, really? You I, did, I, feeling I never is noticed. You never noticed that, would you? <laughs> no. The, um, the fact that you were slight, you weren't very annoying today on the field. <laughs> I appreciate that because I didn't have to hear it, and he wasn't all whiny and complaining. Yes. Okay. I owe you one. All right. Lightweights out. <laughs> I think that's the dating game. Oh, you're right. Yeah? I like mine better. Hawaii Five-O. Do that one. I don't remember now. <laughs> I got your song in my head. Um, so, there you go. Welcome, Dano. The Lightweights. The Lightweights. You know what's funny about them guys? They sound like Lightweights. <laughs> They do. They, well, yeah, yeah, well, um, hmm, it's probably a toss-up for the caber. I'm not so sure. I think I might have edged him out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Eat a sandwich, lightweights. Maybe your balls will drop and you'll talk like a man. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Bowie throwing, right? Yeah, She's breastfeeding awesome. and throwing on the same field. Hey, now. She must have looked like a sprinkler. <laughs> throwing a lightweight for distance. <laughs> What the hell is going on there, brother? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yes, sir. That was a leave good it alone. interview. I'm, I liked it. I'm going to leave it alone. Hey, so then the the final clip we've got is from um, now the, the following week. The world famous. Yeah. we. Um, so the following week is the North American Championships Enum held Claw. in Enum Claw, all, often called the Claw, the for Claw. those who haven't heard. And it is a great game, as we've uh, as we've mentioned, and we've uh, had uh, we, we had an event. Well, yeah. There's a couple things going on. Yeah. First of all, so obviously throwing. We had uh, friends in from out of town staying with us, and uh, Candy Sprinkles and I, mm. and uh, in, in with support of Big Daddy and Devil Edge, decided that we'd have a Fork Talk sponsored clobacue. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Candy Sprinkles and Haas did all the work. All I had to do was come. This is true. This is true. Which is pretty much, you know, (laughs) as the national treasure, what you do. That's pretty much what I do everywhere. But, uh, and we really enjoyed hosting it. It was our pleasure. And we had pros uh, from both the elite women and men who came, as well as a a bunch of amateurs who threw on the day or were throwing the next day. And the food was delicious. And we shouts to our friends, uh, throwers, Kelly Poole, who has created a new... Barbecue truck business called Smoke and Ogre Barbecue. Smoke and Ogre. And he and Kirk 
Kostashek. Yep. They uh, were both on the grill, and they cooked some brisket uh, Friday night going into all the way into Saturday. They were taking shifts, I heard. Yeah, they were shifting every, like, two, three hours to make sure that the temperature was just right. And they cooked ribs and wings, and it was awesome. It was really, really good. I'm not not a big brisket fan, probably because I've never had really good brisket. Yeah. I am now, because that was really good brisket. And the the barbecue sauce, I could have bathed in that stuff, man. It was really good. Somebody said, where are the knives? I was like, you don't need one. Yeah, you don't. Just just pick it apart. Yeah. So uh, earlier that day, though, uh, in the women's um, elite class, Christy Scott, who we've talked about before, great power lifter, oh, yeah. who is also getting into throwing. And she, in Victoria, for example, remember, she was going for the record, yep. the world record of 20 feet. And yep. she did it in practice. Then she didn't do it in the actual competition. Mm-hmm. And then she did it again afterwards. She's so mad that she didn't do it, right? right. And then she came to Bellingham, and we thought she was going to do it. and we she counting did, on it. And she didn't. And, um, and so earlier that day, she hit the world record. And luckily for us, she happened to be at the clobicue that night. Indeed. And she uh, she's a wonderful lady, but very shy. Not very gregarious. Yeah, not gregarious at all. No. So she's a bit of a recluse. Yep. Sweet girl. Everybody loves her. Um, but the girls were, the ladies were uh, kind of in my corner and helped me set up a little bit of a ambush interview. Yeah, so basically, you say. basically you ambushed her. <laughs> Well, it was a polite ambush, yeah. but she got ambushed, and we at least got her on tape the day of her breaking that record. Good. And here it is. Good work. Chrissy, you stay here. Chrissy, don't go away. Chrissy! She's stronger than me. I promise this will be fun. Come here. This will be fun. Come on. You know me. You know me. I won't, I won't, I won't, make, it, I won't make it bad. Don't make it too long. I won't. I promise. Oh, okay. Fork Talk Nation, I am here with the new world record holder for the weight over bar, Christy Scott. First of all, I know, she's very shy. She doesn't want to say a damn thing to me. I'm going to be silent. You, you are. However, all I want to know is, so... So you call up and say, hey, Brett, can I come to Bellingham? Because I'm feeling quite good about my weight over bar. I think it's, it's good. I want to compete. I'm like, hey, I don't have elites here, but I'll, I'll bring you in. Yeah. Yes? And, and I was really excited. I tell the committee, holy shit, there's an elite person coming, and she is going to go for a record. Yes? It's true. And you didn't do it. I didn't. No. no. Didn't have it in You me. wait for Wally, <laughs> the old guy <laughs> who did. we love. Yeah, he's yes. probably drunk in some bar right now. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So pretty much you came for the money that comes with it. Is that what you're saying? No. No. I tried four or five times and it didn't work. You did? Yes. In Bellingham, you made it three times in practice because you were so pissed off that you didn't do it in competition. After the fact. Yes. It did no good. But finally, yes. everything came together. It did. And you made it over 20. Over 20. What was the final? 20? 20 foot. 20 feet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's you can barely see it. It's that far up. It's not that far up. <laughs> yeah, because she's holding back for Talk Nation. She's going for 21. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> There's a, there is a um, challenge wob tomorrow. Yes? yes. So you're going to go for it then. Maybe. Yeah? We'll see if it's a good day. <laughs> and uh, so is there a secret to your success? No. <laughs> no? No. Other than dabbling in our sport? 
Just strength training. That's it. She's too mild-mannered. She's a fantastic thrower. Thank you. And you're a very nice person as well. Thank you. You're way too shy. I am. Yes. We're going to bring it out of you. No. Before you know it, she's going to be like a sailor and like Jay. And we're going to be like, oh, my God, Chrissy, that was really racist what you just said. Holy cow. No. No? No. No, she wouldn't do that. All right. I know. It's awesome. Fork talk out. Please release me. Let me go. Because you don't love me anymore. Anymore. Very nice. Hey, what, what's that, Slim Jim, now that you're on recording? Yeah, now that the intern decided to speak while we we're recording. Yes, Slim Jim, speak to the mic. Tell us what we should do. And give me a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Easy. Just kidding. Back Easy. off. <laughs> you should do a Fork Talk bloopers. Oh, hey. Uh, we, That's don't a good, we can start with this segment since first, you just screwed it up. First of all, we don't do bloopers <laughs> yeah, because yeah. everything that comes out of our mouth is podcast gold. No, 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 like all your singing and stuff. Well, we could do an entire album. Oh yeah, we could. In yeah, fact, yeah. in fact, actually, I think <laughs> we actually I think we got a letter to the fork bag uh, mail room the other day. The fork bag. The mail fork room? talk mail bag. Gotcha. Sorry, and it was from Robert Goulet. No way. Oh, yeah. He wants to do a compilation album with us. You know what? I got one from Mel Torme, The Velvet Fog. Uh-huh. Yes. He's dead. And he said the same thing. He wanted to do a duet type of thing. What, has he been hanging out with Denny? Yeah, him and Robert Goulet, who's also dead, by the way. Is Robert Goulet dead? Yeah, he died like two, three years ago. Did maybe. he really? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I actually, the only the only uh, Merry Christmas album I have is Robert Goulet. Yes, we've heard this. Yes. Even though I can't find it. Well, so that's the end of that segment, Big Daddy. I enjoyed those yeah. clips. Thanks for going through them with me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we're off to the next thing. Absolutely. Off like a herd of turtles. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Ricola. And that's the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Wait a minute. I wanted to do the other Ricola. Okay, let's start again. Ricola. Ricola. Pretty good. Sounds like my echo. Mm-hmm. Only gayer. <laughs> so that's the show. That's the show, baby. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. <laughs> Man, we're just dying over okay? here. This is a Come bad on, do that next one. Thanks again to our sponsor, our favorite sponsor ever, Mattress Ranch, www.mattressranch.com. That's one word, mattressranch.com, for all your Betty Buy needs. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for all the Facebook page likes, up to 358. Very nice. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, we also want to give a shout-out to our favorite meat pie outfit. Oh, yeah, we can't miss them. You know, that's yep. my mother-in-law. You know? Your mother-in-law, right? yeah. Scottish Outfitters. Yep. Uh, meat pies, and they're going to be in Winston, Winston Oregon. Winston, Oregon. Yeah, what's the they're other one? They're in Spokane today. They're okay. going to be in Winston, Oregon. Then they're going to be in Montana, right. Hamilton. Hamilton, Montana. Montana. On the third weekend in August. So um, mention Fork Talk, and they'll give you no discount whatsoever, but maybe some extra brown sauce. You never know. I mean, they'll say hi to you. Yes. And they'll give you a free plastic spork. True. Oh, right. hey. Yeah. That's good stuff. And hey, remember something, too. They don't just have meat pies there. They have haggis, which is really good. It's Very delicious. nice. It's my favorite, They actually. have sausage rolls as well. Yes. Mm. And uh, they actually oh, were dabbling hungry. in poutine. I'm getting hungry. Me I'm too. getting hungry. Fact, yeah, my now. favorite thing to do is when I go up and order at their place, I get the meat pie. Mm-hmm. 
and I get a scoop of um, haggis on the side. Oh, and yeah. then a little brown sauce over potatoes. top of everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I get peas, and I, so take, I actually good. throw the peas off my plate, and then I eat it. No peas. No. No. Peonies. All right. So, hey, Big Daddy, next yeah. time on episode 11, we're going to be talking stones. Unse. Unse. We're going to be talking stones. Yep. We're going to be talking about the health of the games. What do you mean? Um, similar to our previous uh, conversation, w- what's going on with the games around the country? Oh, are they succeeding? Okay. Are they not? When, when they're dying, yeah. is there what's going on with them? Those kinds of things. Right. Uh, we got current events and and historical figure. We'll be yeah. back in play. I'll be back. And um, you hope- know they're still talking about that Abraham Lincoln bit. Yes, I even saw a funny post about that. That was funny. <laughs> no, that was good stuff I, from I uh, Dave. And then. Um, we're going to hopefully have Miles check in. You never know with him because he's a busy guy, international man of mystery around, but hopefully he'll check in. Yeah, Miles, he'll be back. I, you know, I, I have faith in him. Yep. All right. Um, the, Ford, the Fork Talk podcast comes out twice a month. Twice. Yeah. Questions or comments, you can email us at info at fork-talk.com or Facebook Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. Big Daddy, you are the sheaf to my fork. Slunchamore, great health to all. And Captain Quint, take her away, brother. And get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!